Well then, welcome everybody. Hey, Sports Goose. We're season seven, episode one thirteen. It's me, Francisco. It's been a while. It's been like a month. Joined by my buddy Charles. Andrew will pop in at some point. We don't know when, but he's he's lurking. He'll be around. Okay, Charles. It's been a month. What's been going down? How are you? Back to life. Back to mm. reality. That's right, kids. Yeah. Boys and girls. We're like babies, kids. We don't die, we multiply. Not in that <laughs> sense. We're, we're, not, we're fertile and young, but we're, you know, we ain't producing. But we are producing sweet music for your ears with our luscious words. Mm. I am good. I am good, as I was telling you before the show, where, you know, we're just trying to not get the Rona and die. You know, we've been doing good on that, not done with. Mm. Um, interesting developments in the world charles is now a proud 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 owner of a new entry in the house mm. yes playstation 5 yeah and i'll give you a little insight on it to make you amuse as we kill time for andrew it was kind of planned kind of not planned i wasn't actively looking for it but i my buddies and i we play madden it's a continuation so one of my friends he had got in and he's like talking to me and the other guy in the group chat is like listen if you guys are really good at Madden, if we're not able to get in and all that stuff, I'm like, sure. Like, he's got some weird luck, you know, mm. I don't know what he does for it, but whatever. But um, then I get a text message from another friend who is not who used to do the Madden with us, but he kind of backed out a little bit for the years that went on. But he's like, Hey, I got you one, you owe me X amount of money. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> shit. it like literally out of nowhere, it came like the day before my birthday. And the weirdest look I have is he shipping should not be as expensive, but. He put it on the shipping, and then he got like insurance on it, but I think he quoted it to be a higher price of value than what it originally was. So the shipping was like an additional hundred, like everything was, came up to an additional hundred aside mm. from the 610 that I paid, because you, you pay for the console, and then you know a lot of places... Yeah, I mean, unless he was wrapping it up in like metal or something like that to protect the damn thing, and it shouldn't cost well, anything out. You know, well, I've been shipping. You know, I shipped my Sega Saturn, and that thing did not cost a hundred bucks to ship that whole thing. It, it was an additional hundo. Mm. But originally it would have been six ten because it came with like the extra control bone, which hey, I'm always okay with two yeah. controls. I was like, man, did I just pay like a scalper's price for this? <laughs> but on the same day it was coming my way, uh, my my sister's in laws for my birthday gift they gave me a scratchy for lotto and I won a hundred dollars on that scratchy. It literally balanced out. Damn. It's the weirdest <laughs> luck I've ever seen. And I told you I had like weird three year luck. I'm like, that's just it by the same day I was like, damn, I paid an additional hundred. Then I got that, I'm like, huh, I'll take it. But it is a big console. It is heavy. It is beautiful. Yeah. It, it's, it's so fast, man. It's like literally, it's a gaming PC. Maybe not to the fullest degree of what the current system setup is now, but it's not that far behind stepping. I've heard great things about the Xbox Series X. It's just oh, yeah. freaking party titles. Doug, Doug, is, Doug always praises just the SSD, you know, that that's the big deal, you know. Listen, man, both of them have an excellent SSD. I was playing Miles Morales the other day. It took five seconds to load into the next area. Fast traveling. Mm -hmm. um, I played Control. was the first game I played. Because Control, former uh, non-sponsor that we put on here, it was a little bit jagged and sputtery for the PS4 because there was so much going on. But I had a DLC. I'm like, you know what? I was telling myself, I got a PS5. I want to play on the next gen because I want to see how smooth of a game it will be. Holy crap, man. Aside from developers putting in the 60 FPS rate, 
and some of them can even do the 120, but that might be too much if you don't have the TV capability and doing the ray tracing and the lighting uh, lighting that comes into it. But it was smooth and fast. Nice. It has the dual sense controller, so it is more intuitive if the developer does it. Um, I've already bought games I don't need. Downside, uh, hard drive, it only comes in after the pre-installations at 667. It yeah. provides a SSD drive. Mm-hmm. I'm at like 371 now because you know I me. Mean? I, I load up a little bit because Charles to pay full price for anything. For you so. you got the like the the legit one, like the one that's not all digital, right? You got the one with the disc drive, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, because okay. I trace right, it. Right. I mean, that's right. how I got I got Resident Evil. Because I was about to say, like, I, I honestly, I honestly, if. if if you're if you're out there trying to get one of these things, these things, I, I would only get the the ones that had like physical discs because yeah you, you the, yeah the trade in or you know you'd be like me and you just save it for like twenty years and then sell it for a few hundred bucks, you know what I mean? Well, I think the funny part is the digital will probably sell more because I don't think they're going to go as mass production of it. Um, I have friends who love to do digital only and their their gripe is like, oh, it's it's more convenient. I'm like, I'm not that lazy to do it. You can play with you can play PS4 games as you know. Mm. I think that's a great benefit. Some people complain that it's not as backwards compatible as the Xbox series, but in truth, aside from Halo, which we were talking about before the show, I don't want to play a lot of 360 games. I already have a 360, and now that Microsoft is going to invest into the whole clouding or the cloud-based systeming, I might go with that avenue in the future. But I, playing some PS4, and I still have some PS4 games to play, and you can use external hard drives to play your PS4 games on them. Okay. They run pretty well. I, I won't bury my PS4. It's still going to be used highly um, because I have my PS5 out in the big TV room, which is a 4K. One day the OLED will come, but I already dropped X amount of money on this PS5 yeah. and some games. Granted, the games are cheap for me because, like I said, when I tell you I got Resident Evil Village for free, Miles Morales I got as a Christmas gift for PS4, but it comes with a free PS5 upgrade. And then Call of Duty Black Ops, because it was one of those group things that came into it. I already had fifty dollars in the PSN network and it was on sale for thirty. So I was like, nice. oh, let's do it. Um but it's interesting and you know, PlayStation just had their showcase and whew, buddy, you know, there's so many games that <laughs> I have no time to do. Yes. This. Uh, you know, this has been a great because I was kind of, I wanted to do uh, speaking of you know Smelter still sponsoring us all right they're they're man, they, you are Eve they've been deep with us this whole year honestly like they've been we, our sponsor we should just buy it we yeah, should just yeah this buy yeah this point you know yeah you know it, it's on everything I'm sure you can play that on your PS5 I would assume I I don't know I see it on it's for Steam I, I still like play that. my Switch you know I'm playing Pokemon as we at, right as we speak because it's the perfect podcast show yeah it, so I wanted to I guess kind of do like an esports esque segment in a way you know because yeah, let's, uh, let's do it now yeah, right? yeah you know okay so the gaming you got the PS5 for me it was you know I got Xbox Game Pass because so you know Crunchyroll Crunchyroll had like a hey get a two week free trial. And you also get three months of Xbox Game Pass. I honest, I didn't watch any anime at all. I did not use my two weeks of Crunchyroll uh, at all. I mean, I've had the free trial with Crunchyroll anyway, so I know what they got. But I'm just not a guy that like if there's. I, I'm not a sub guy. I, I don't like you know reading. We're, we're dumb people. I'm, okay. I'm, I don't we're care dumb. if you know you make an argument. Oh, the the subs. Or better, the dubs are always, you know, they don't get the inflections and stuff, you know. I'm like, I don't care, right? They all just make anime noises anyways. <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 the same thing. It's the same damn thing. Anyways. Yeah, Xbox Game Pass. Ah, oh, God, man. I've been playing. Uh, yeah, got through the affirmation Halos. You know, that, that's that been, 
the thing. I played. I actually played Halo One multiplayer online. I, I suck. I suck. I use. I use the, comp the the controller. I don't use a keyboard or mouse. I can't do that. All right. I'm, I'll probably get arthritis much, much, much quicker if I start doing that at my age. But Halo, I, I hate to say it because anybody who's listening that's a PC purist would beat me up. Halo doesn't feel the same for mouse and keyboard. You need that big old Duke controller. You need that 360 <laughs> yeah. controller. You yeah. need something. So I played that. Yeah, played through that. Then uh, just tried a little bit of everything with the Game Pass. But as far as the esports type of stuff, I, I just played that. I played... Um, I play Forza. That's that's Doug's baby. Forza Horizon Four. I remember playing Forza Three. Yeah. Forza Horizon, but Four is is just, you know, it's just one of those games. You he literally it's like yeah, that was my zone out game. That was my like finish work and then just sit down and just cruise type of game. And I'm like, I I see it. I get it. You know, I played Need for Speed Most Wanted. It felt like an evolution of that. That type of, of gameplay, where just you know an open world, and you just do it's whatever. It's kind of like it's kind of like Burnout. Um, well, I, I think Burnout Paradise, yeah, Burnout Paradise is probably like the like the innovator for that, right? The open world sandbox yeah. racing game. So it, it has that. You know, you can play multiplayer matches and stuff like that. So there's the esports e uh, type of stuff with that. And, and of course. Uh, me and Andrew recently, and I've played with Doug a couple of times, Rocket League, but recently I played with Andrew, and they have NFL right now. They have an NFL promotion going on, so you can get, you know, I guess stuff for your car, for whatever team that you like. But they have a specific... I, like I need... What? I need to get back into that with you guys. Yeah. But well... my whole thing is our, our scheduling never comes out. We were we had a good bit of it when we were doing Smash. Yeah, for a couple of weeks, and then like I got old, <laughs> that I'm ready to die. But so they're what are you doing now on Rocket League? At the NFL, portion they, they the have back? an NFL special mode where rather than a ball or a hockey puck that I play, it's an actual football, and you you literally they they kick it off to you, and you try and get it into the goal. They don't have an end zone; it's it's the same goals that they normally do, which I. I kind of wish they just had end zones because I think that would have made more sense. But it's it's still, it's wacky, it's crazy, and uh, the points are worth, uh, every goal is worth seven points. So it's basically a touchdown and an extra point. So it's got that NFL type of feel. Uh, you can have field goals in a way, so you have field goals. Um, so if you don't run it in, it will be a field goal and it just counted as three points. And uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet to score a touchdown in that sense. Uh, so and, and you see the good thing about you having game pass is that's going to encourage you to play them new first title acquisitions because microsoft bought out bethesda yep who yeah, has well, some I, games i thought publishers. i thought i'd play okay i'll play it for three months and then just not renew it and it, i might still do that but now that it's like just how much is it per 10 month? bucks you know 10 come, bucks come per, on. 10 bucks come but but dude my, the backlog man I just got Far Cry Three. I just got Neo. I mean, they're just giving this stuff away. I'm just, I'm just hoarding video games on my game, my PC. But, you know, but I, now you got to channel back to when you were 13 and all you had was those five buck rentals yeah. from Blockbuster. Oh yeah. So kids, we, the older people, um, because we're old, uh, we're, we're closer to our mid 30s and early 30s these days. So how it used to work is Blockbuster is you only had that five, six dollar <laughs> rentals. And you only had what? Remember when they capped it? They were like forty-eight hours, and yeah. you were like, "Oh man, 
what am I supposed to do? And you knew you did not have enough money for the following couple weeks. So that was like the pressure. That's how you have to treat, I would at least treat Game Pass. It's kind of like that free rental that you, because you could download demos and say, Oh no, I, that, that's what I've been doing. I, I played through uh, Cluster Truck. I played through that. Played through Cluster Truck. Uh, Halo 1 already, Halo Reach already. I'm about to start 2. And then I will get to, uh, I just beat Quake 1. I got to beat so Quake you went 2. went Reach before 2, huh? I went one before reach. Okay, I, one. So you one. I wanted. Reach, I wanted two. a base just to like get one. Okay, let's get throw it back to two thousand and one and see see what it was like. Because I did. Pl- I played Halo one before. It's because my cousin got it when it was new, and uh, they got it you know the Xbox when it came out, and so I uh, I just went back to that. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is my comfort right here. This is two thousand and one. I can go back to this. Um, but yeah, I went through that. And yeah, I, I, I'm 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 jumping forth Horizon, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Done that too. That that's been Ooh, pretty that fun. Doug, yeah, I think Doug's in love with that, right? Uh, actually, no, he's he hasn't played that as much as as you would think. Yeah, he, he's been more of the he, he's the racing game type. I tried to get him on the show today, just to talk about some some racing stuff, but uh, he's he he couldn't. He, he's he's working. <laughs> Doug's so, an adult. But Doug's out of, the, out of the Doug plays four. the F ones and the Forzas and and what have you, the NASCARs. That's whatever comes out on his Game Pass on the Series X. That's you know he he's literally got the racing wheel thing. You know, all right. So hey, McDonald's is still advertising here. They they have they don't have the Sweetie meal. They still advertising that BTS meal right now. Okay. So I gotta I gotta I gotta steal it from there for the gaming thing because it leads a question and. Andrew does play games, guys. He just doesn't play it as much Ooh. as Francisco and I. Oh no! Um, and but... th- Andrew's got some news today too. Don't worry about Ooh. about gaming news. So that's right. why I, well, I kind of put it on here for that reason. I'm shocked, but yeah. let me ask you: What is the? Because you mentioned Doug has the racing wheel. What is the most? I don't know how to phrase it. Like so peripheral hopefully... weirdness. Yeah. What What is What is like the What is a peripheral that you needed to have for your gaming? Remember how like. Back in Xbox, I, when it first came out, they had like a mech game. It was a mech warrior, but you could do the whole. Um, yeah, yeah. Like a, the inner HUD of a machine. And yeah, exactly. Top thug or American Wasteland, you could utilize. I think oh, yeah, yeah, something like armored, armored core or something like that. I think that was where it was. It wasn't for. armored core, but it was something. Yeah, or it might have been a mech warrior. Maybe it was an Xbox port of that game, but. Um, yeah, yeah, no, the the no, the craziest I've gotten. I mean, yeah, the peripherals. Is honestly Dance Dance Revolution, Mech Assault. Yeah, I Mech Assault. There we go. No, that, Steel yeah. Battalion. That's Steel Battalion. Uh, I swear, I thought that was a yeah. Was the, or was that a 3DS game? I don't know. Idea. Oh no, that's Steel Diver. Whoops, I'm a moron. Uh, yeah, Steel Battalion. That that sounds familiar. Um, that was like an intro thing where you had to pay two hundred dollars for the. They had like the whole control scheme, like you were basically Gundam on this bitch. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you know. The, the funny thing is a, a ton of scalpers bought those thinking that they'd make a ton of money and then uh it turns out nobody really wanted it and so they started to, like you just had to wait it out and you could have bought that for like 50 bucks the whole setup so <laughs> technology's uh, weird man yeah. you, you either it's a hit or miss so yeah yeah um let me try and wrap this up since we, we, we've just gone on in gaming with this but uh what, what, what was i saying i have no idea what it was peripherals saying. yeah yeah the most was dance as revolution and uh, all the craziness. Uh, no, I didn't. I mean, I just I had the Wii Zapper and the Wii Wheel that came with Mario Kart and the the balance board. That's that's all I've had. You know, I've but what gone. about the Wii the Wii Sports tennis racket? 
golf. Oh no, I I, 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 was that I didn't, I didn't get suckered into that. I knew that was. I was that guy. I knew that was bunk. I knew that was just, just plastic trash. So I love that plastic trash. <laughs> that's the same way of how I had to get all those. Um, then again, I bought a Wii U, so you know. <laughs> but, uh, we both did. but the the Mario Kart wheel as well. Yeah. You know, for everybody, it was yeah. going to be just. It wasn't one single. I had one. white. Like, hey, I had it in black. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then I, I guess the because I, I've seen people like in the Doug situation because they that? Gran Turismo. Yeah. And that was like the big love and i couldn't do it but i didn't have a gaming chair because gaming chairs what they call the racing chair now as i sit in the gaming chair at 32 i'm like you know what i get it yeah <laughs> i get it sure I, I i completely understand it now yeah oh yeah uh all right so hold on. Let, i guess we can actually talk about sports going forward I, I don't know when andrew's popping in but uh all right nfl happened because you know andrew's not a big nfl guy he's he's not he's he's, he's the college guy so nfl week one charles all right, my team did not disappoint me. You know, it was it was kind close. Of, it was close. Yeah, kind of a scary situation. Yeah, it was close. I I I I was very frustrated with how Mac Jones wasn't getting his teeth his teeth kicked in. But yeah. you know, a guy that walks like that shouldn't be able to beat you. You know, the way that he walks. That that <laughs> Mac Jones is the guy who says margarine is butter. There's no difference to it. And <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be more raw. Yeah. Mac Jones is the kind of guy that throws the chicken on the grill without seasoning it, you know? Do you think he knows what adobo is? I, I, oh, God. I don't think he knows how to pronounce adobo, my good friend. I mean, okay? he did go to Alabama as well. Yeah. So, yeah. keep that in mind. You know. So, anyways, week one. All right. Uh, any game that stood out to you, Charles, except from your Tennessee Titans? Well, we're going to comment on it. Mm. So... I gotta tell you, there is a certain sense of liberation from not being in fantasy football anymore, mm. and there's also a certain sense of disappointment because every time I would be in fantasy football, I would be more invested in almost every game. But the downside of being in fantasy football was the fact that you really just did not enjoy the game. It's a double-edged sword. It hurts so good, as the John Cougar Mellicamp song would say. And I... I have my streaming devices, so there's certain things I never get to see, like Fox games. I never get to see the NFC games, but Peacock, I got to see the opening day game with the mm-hmm. Buccaneers and the Cowboys, and it was actually a good opening game. You know, it, a lot of teams when I looked at the scoreboard seemed very out of sync, and there was high end points for the Titans. It was expected, and people are kind of shocked that I'm saying that because they forget that we did not really have a good defense to begin with and when you fall behind like we did you don't run the ball and that's the difference between people who own mm-hmm. football fantasy wise and people who actually watch the game i am kind of disappointed that i did not get my um celebratory oof meme or load size meme that yeah. i sent the group chat when julio caught the touchdown but mm-hmm. what i found statistic wise was you both Tannehill, henry brown and julio all four did not play in the preseason whatsoever so the rust is there and that's fine the concern is that we have the cardinals to me represent the weakness that we will have in the afc when we proceed into the playoffs and i'm still going to hold on to the fact that we are going to get the playoffs we lost week one it's a 17 game season now kids it is not a 16 week game speaking of afc south i I just want to throw this out because you said titans defense sucks 
The Titans defense has allowed 31 red zone pass touchdowns since 2020, which is the most in the NFL. You know. Exactly. And people forget that. We we signed Bud Dupree, but we let a lot of people go. Logan Ryan, Dory Jackson, and we have um, Molden and then Caleb Fairley, our first-round pick that was coming in there, and then a few other people. But our our biggest signing was Janoris Jenkins to kind of help out. There's going to need a time to kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work. And I just accept all the same. My concern with the Cardinals is they represent the teams that we don't want to play in the AFC playoffs, which would be Lamar Jackson's and Josh Allen's, the mobile quarterbacks who can throw on a run because that's where we're going to suffer. I'm going to say now, though, I'm not scared of the Cardinals. Still, you know how I feel about Kyler. Hmm. Yes, he threw four touchdowns. He's the king of Keebler elves. I'm not impressed with him. <laughs> I'm impressed with Chandler Jones because he got five sacks and yep. our O-line should be better. And it wasn't, I don't know if it wasn't starting Dylan Rudness or a second round pick that should have helped out, but I was quite impressed with Chandler Jones is a little bit older getting five sacks as one individual player is ridiculous. I mean, look, look at this. He's got, we got here one plus sack in each of the last six season openers. He's the only player in NFL history to do that. And, uh, became the first player to have three sacks in the first quarter of their team's first game of the regular season since 1982. And what people need to consider, too, is um, Arthur Smith, the guy who I wrote our blog on, our website, because we do things now, was is no longer OC. It's Todd Downing who did some stuff in Oakland that was very boring. So I hope Vrabel kind of puts the short leash on the offense and how it should be ran. There is nothing more boring in this world than to create an offense that is set for the 1960s. Because even though last year we had King Henry run for 2,000 yards, it wasn't just him on that offense. Tannehill provided 33 touchdowns and seven picks. Julio wasn't on our team, but he, if he was there, it was going to be high. But we had Corey Davis, who almost had 1,000 yards, and we had A.J. Brown. Look at that picture of Jay Freely. Um, I, I, I was just laughing at that image because I'm like, damn, man, the Dolphins really, really did not plan for Dan Reno's retirement. <laughs> they, they did not. But so I would say panic come week four. It's going to be a harder schedule. I think I had us at 10 and 7 anyway. So I'll take it. Other games, I kind of looked into it. I got to tell you, Oakland and Baltimore was a good game last night. But something big happened on wrestling that stopped me from watching it full. Mm. I saw the Dolphin highlights. I'm very much on the tool watch. I'm very much on the tool watch because mm. you know what I believe should happen. But then. Nothing gave me a greater enjoyment in life than watching Aaron Rodgers suck ass. Mm. Three years I've been going on this. What I've been saying mm. for three years, Francisco, not impressed. Mm. For a guy that is lapped up so much by everybody. Against the Saints. Against who, the Saints. Against who, the guy that... Yeah, yeah. The, you, Drew Brees ain't there no more, you know? And... And is it resting on your laurels? Famous Jameis. <laughs> Resting on your laurels. Listen, the O line is trash in Green Bay. I told you. I think that's what I said before the show left because Brian Bulaga left. He's on the Chargers. Corey Lindsay left. He's on the Chargers. Your team, Eric, any quarterback can be great when you have an above average line. Yeah. And I have said Rodgers is a fantastic quarterback, but I never got it. I, I got it in the beginning. I have not gotten in the last three, four years. I, I have not seen it because when he's gone against real competition, he has faltered. The Buccaneers, who he played last year, faltered badly. Um, 
the team prior to that, San Francisco 49ers, faltered badly, couldn't get it going, seemed like very one-dimensional, trying to go on improvisational skills, and I think that's scary. And as somebody who's been a Titans fan for, I don't know, 15, 16 years, I've had QBs that just run on improv, and it doesn't work all the time. And he looks sluggish, he was inaccurate. One of the picks was just kind of like a forced pick because they had to try to come back. Part of that, too, is just on the defense. They let Mike Pettin go, so now they have a new guy in there who I don't know their name. But James Winston tore it up because he got five touchdowns, but only 148 yards passing. So it wasn't as if he was lighting up a clinic. He was just accurate. Good for Jameis. That's your guy. You know, you went to Florida State. Hmm. He's your, he's yeah, your Florida State. <laughs> yeah. Back. Whoa, 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 until Andrew. Whoa. Um, whoa. The other game that caught my eye, it's not really the game itself because I hate moral victories. You and I both know this in sports. Hmm. There shouldn't be no moral victories. There's no, moral there's victories. no moral victories. I mean, I, I despise it. For the state, oh yeah, we took Notre Dame to overtime. Yeah, what good that did us? <laughs> yeah, well, we there was a moral victory. Everybody was saying for the Browns against ah, nah, the Chiefs, no. and I can't. Yes, That's they are a, a good no. team. No, the she way they lost that game, hell no, that ain't no moral victory. That's no moral I, victory. The Chiefs did that to teams this. last year where it was like, oh, they we're losing. They did that to them. Exactly. And that's my problem with the concept of a moral victory, Francisco, is the idea is like the Chiefs weren't bad last year. They went to the second round of the playoffs. Where is this belief that you know they should have a moral victory? What is impressive about that game besides the fans trying to – because the fan, this is the love letter of fandom that they – this is the team that I think that the NFL fan base – that isn't a team-specific fan base. This is the media, darling. They really are, because it's the Browns. Now they might have a new future. But I, I, Patrick mm. Mahomes, what? That man plays with no fear. He don't yeah. care. No. He is a stone-cold killer. He's New Jack City. He's Neil Brown. No, Seriously. He, here we go. Patrick Mahomes surpassed Dan Marino for the most pass touchdowns in a QB's first 50 starts. Amazing. You know, I mean... It doesn't matter how far down they are, they they just try and like they they will turn it on. They will literally turn it on and be like, all right, let's let's win the game now, you know, all right, we, we let them have that first half and then boom. Because I was looking at that game because I was it was happening during the Dolphins game, you know, they were showing the highlights in between. I'm like, oh wow, the Browns are up on the on the Chiefs. Look at that, they're they're doing the thing. And then it's like second half started. Chiefs put up 10 points in third quarter, and it's like, ah, here we go. Here we go. Here, the, Here's the thing. And then they, they you know, come back com- complete right there. I'm like, ah, they did it again. They did it again. This is what they did to teams last year. The team's just, oh, we, <laughs> you know, we thought we had them in the first half. And it's like, nope. Nope, just like the meme, you know? Nope, nope, nope. I think people just want to hate Kansas City to hate Kansas City even though I don't they see were... how Kansas City can be hateable. I, I actually I don't find them very hateable to be honest. I think they, they just do their thing. Repeat teams. I, I don't know. They don't just I, maybe because they're not in my division. <laughs> that might be the deal. Because I dealt with the Patriots ass. as a Dolphins fan. They tapped our ass. The you know, and yeah, you know, they're questionable stuff with like Tyreek Hill and you know the players that they got on their yeah. on their team. We, we get that. That's that's understandable, but. I, I don't know. It just seems I, I don't really hate them, to be honest. It, it might change if the Dolphins do make the playoffs and we run into the Chiefs. But 
I, and it might be the Andy Reid factor too. Just he finally got his, and it just seems I don't know. It just it doesn't seem like I can I could hate them to be honest at this point. Something could happen, but the Browns, man, God, man, they they've uh, they find a way to brown it, you know. They brown it up. They're trying really hard to shake that image of themselves, but it it just it's not easy. That stink. That stink. Well, ever since uh, Bernie Kosar, man, it's gonna keep from there. Mm. But I want to direct it back to Miami. Um, consider this: you barely beat a Patriots team that everybody forgets didn't have a lot of people last year because COVID restrictions. A lot of mm. people opted out on that defense, but you also didn't have uh, Will Fuller play because he was still on his suspension. Mm. So, how? At the end of the day, Tua, I don't know about his arm. Of course, he didn't really throw a lot of deep balls last year. But add in that Will Fuller dimension, there's got to be some positive I, feeling going on. I, I, I okay, you always so, want to win one against a rival. What, what really what stood out to me for – because I watched pretty much the whole game. Uh, what stood out to me were – Which the, is rare. Some people don't understand. Yeah. When you're apathetic. Yeah. Oh, no, no. but won. No, well, the, the Seminoles kind of, kind of pushed me. I'm like, all right, all in on the Dolphins. The Marlins are, you know – not good and, and i need i need a bridge to get me to the florida panthers because there was an actual analyst on nhl network that's like panthers are winning the stanley cup and i'm like oh god <laughs> somebody actually believes in us okay um anyways uh, wide receivers wide receivers jalen waddle yeah mike kaseki Devonte parker had good games they they came up with some pretty damn good catches all right. He got up there. He was doing the thing. Waddle, uh, I was I was very happy. Uh, let's see, Jalen Waddle joined Randy McMichael. Oh, that's a that's a name <laughs> I haven't heard in a while. Only players in Dolphins history with sixty plus uh, reception yards and one plus reception touchdown in their first career game. Yeah, he came to play. Uh, and of course, the man that got paid, Xavier Howard, coming up with the fumble, which is honestly honestly the Dolphins' break. That's the defense kind of was like uh, that little suspect now with regards to how they were handling the Patriots. And we're lucky that the man that got needed to get paid, Xavier Howard, came up with the big play. So, you know, good on him. He, he earned his money right there because I because I, I was tweet. I was um, uh, messaging, texting Doug during the game. We're, we're just texting each other at the games and like. I told him, if the Pats score, because the Pats are just going down the field, if the Pats score, the game's over. It is over. It is gone. Like, this game is gone. And because the I mean, Dolphins are only winning by one, and it's like, okay, that's it's over. And fumble. Boom. Damian Harris, right? No, Xavier. Xavier Howard. No, 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 no. Who fumbled it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. So, uh, yeah, and we, you know, there's a, let's see. Uh, it's funny they got an interesting stat here. Two attack of Aloha's, uh interception in the fourth quarter was his fourth in his last two games. Oh my god, really? Man. Yeah. So he's got to tighten this up, right? And when I think about Tua, a lot of people, a lot of my Miami friends, they either have the position of give him a chance or trade him. You know where I stood when we ended last season. 
where I go on this season out. Uh, last I season, yeah, last season was weird. I, it's honestly weird. I, I I throw out everything from last season for pretty much any team, for like the the all the NFL teams and baseball teams too. It just feels yeah. like last year was just uh, it was just weird. So this year is the year that we we see what Tua can do. This is the year. Like the no no Fitzpatrick and behind them, nothing like that. You know, Brissett only went in for like a play. That was it. I think it was just like a, like a helmet protocol type of thing. You know. But well, I think yeah. the question is, what kind of player is Tagovola? Because if he is a like Tannehill, you know what he is. Really, he's an accurate play action guy to kind of fling it yeah. when he has to, and he's a safe guy. Is Tua a multi? Is he a runner? Is he a go on the run? I think he needs that development. I don't think he's. I don't think he kind of knows his identity right now. And there was a part to the game, especially the interception, uh, the last interception that he threw in the fourth quarter, the aforementioned one that they talked about, was, uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, BU's, hey, BU, hey, it's been a month. Yo, BU. Yo. Uh, there was one, that the, inter- the interception that he threw, because he was getting, you know, dogged and stuff, and then he just threw it uh, because of the pressure. He literally could have just thrown that away, but he tried to make a play happen when there wasn't a play. So it's kind of a he needs to kind of read the situation type of thing, and I, I don't think he's developed that completely yet. So I I'm willing to give him the chance. All right, Dolphins are first place right now. Buffalo lost their first game. All right, that's really the the team that to look out for in our division. And the Dolphins kind of have this opportunity. Well, I mean, they're playing the Bills next. So it's the opportunity to see what they got. So we'll see what Tua well, does in the beginning. Why should we be afraid of Buffalo? Because right now, I think, I think it makes more sense to be scared of New England than Buffalo. Am I gonna? I'm gonna be contrarian. Someone hmm. has to do it. Someone has to get off the nuts of Josh Allen. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I'm gonna be that guy. Hey, man. Because I gotta be. I know <laughs> what he did last year. I also know that Carson once had an MVP season, once or close to an MVP season, and he sucked ever since. Why can't we get that regression? He didn't play that well in Pittsburgh in week one. Is the idea of everybody's catching up where a lot of his success was just thrown at the Stefan Diggs? What mm. happens if you get better coverage to Stefan Diggs? They don't have a running game. They sat Zach Moss. They're going with the Devin Singletary, who, who former FAU alum. Um, <laughs> and what a weird timeline we live in where anyone should be afraid of Buffalo for any reason. I'm not scared of Buffalo for you. I'm going to call them. They're going to wax our ass when we play them. But I'm going to say it. Um, but it's mm. weird because you look on paper what that team is. On defense, you have Tredavious White, but their pass rush was really non-existent last year. And, yes, they got the Basham brothers, and they have Espinenza, who might be something. But what if the idea is, like, well, you have Cole Beasley, who is going to you know catch COVID more than Lamar Jackson, so he probably won't be in the game mm. for much longer in this league. If it's block Stefan Diggs, and you just get smart coordinators who – because what does a quarterback have – one distinguishable trait that other players in San Francisco, they have what? They have consistent routine. Mm. And what's the routine? You know, what Derek Carr do yesterday? Oh, here's some. Here's a consistent pass. routine. What Josh Allen gonna do? He's gonna throw it to Stephon Diggs. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's a Josh Allen routine that doesn't sound good. He's two and eleven is in his career as a starter when trailing by ten plus points at any point in the game. Mm-hmm. So you get up on the Bills. You're probably gonna win the game, you know. So hey, that's great for the Dolphins. Dolphins can go up and punch them in the mouth. It's highly likely the Bills won't have an answer for that. Well, my question to you is this: Three, you know, in a two-year production, 
I'm going to say it because I've been high on him since he was hired. And some people are going to throw shit at me. But I think Brian Flores fundamentally is a better coach than John McDermott. Oh, oh, I love Brian Flores. Yeah. I, I'm just, but Brian Flores, since he started, I mean, it, it he gets it. He may not, and you know, it's up to the GM what personnel he's got to work with, obviously. But it seems like he's he's really literally squeezing more out of this Dolphins team than there probably is right now. You know he's what I mean? Coaching productivity. He is not relying on talent or ability. He is making them use their mind. And yeah, I, I've seen Miami. Part of living in South Florida is I watch Dolphins games. It might be terrible sometimes but i watch him and then one of my best friends he's a buffalo bills fan so i'm supportive of my friends teams but then i look at buffalo i'm like okay okay because here's the thing about uh mcdermott was he not the guy who sat tyrod taylor for um homeboy who's over in oakland nathan peterman stuff like that you remember for a long period of life Mm. just just keep into it in that mindset. Mm. All right. I got nothing else on football. Do you have anything you want to? I mean, Tom Brady's great again. Uh, okay. <laughs> aside from that, I, I, there, there weren't really any other games that kind of caught my eye, to be honest. Um, I mean, we. I mean, I can run down the list here. We talked about the Dolphins and the in the Bucks game. <laughs> the Stafford scary in <laughs> the, LA. The Jaguars losing their first game to the Texans. Love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. Those memes. We, I'm saying it right now because I said I'm not going to run on the Bills nuts. Urban <laughs> Meyer's going to last one season. Without. Oh boy, you that's going to be fun. You could tell that that game. Both Lawrence and Wilson did not play good. Wilson's stats at the end of the day looked better than uh, Lawrence, but neither of them really looked like they had coaches that were capable of showing them the way. But uh, hear me out, BU, Freddie, everybody who's out there. Urban Meyer is not going to last the full season, or he will last the full season, but there will no be there be no renewal. I mean, the moment that Southern California that mm-hmm. job came up, I mean, the memes have been great. You know, they literally had the one where he, the picture of him with like grabbing his heart. <laughs> I love it when you sent it to me because his heart's not up. in it now, right? His heart's not in Jacksonville. Mm. So there's yeah, the Jaguars game. Let's see what else is here. We got the I always want to say San Diego, but Los Angeles Chargers beating Washington. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Seahawks beating the Colts. The Panthers beating the Jets. That's the reason why I'm not scared about the Titans losing. All mm. the AFC South sucks. Yeah. Uh, Panthers beat the Jets. That's okay. Uh, Bengals beat the Vikings. So look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see if he survives this season, right? Because surely the Bengals aren't going to screw that up, right? Ruin a man's entire career. 49ers beat the Lions. Ooh, scary. Eagles beat the Falcons. Good for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Poor Arthur Smith, my former coordinator, sucking ass. Broncos beat the Giants. So rebuild is going well in New York. Rams beat the Bears. And that's it. Aside from that. So that's that's our football coverage, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's week one, right? It's week one. I don't want to start no drama like ESPN was. I mean, me and Andrew went to grab some food today. Some uh, 
Some good food too. Oh, big old big old chicken sandwich, some avocado on there, Charles. Hmm, delicioso. I know. You play the Bills this week. Yep. I play. Who do I play? I play. What the Titans play? I don't know. I play the Seahawks. We're boned. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. No, no. At Seattle. At Seattle. Are you guys yeah. at DK Seattle? Metcalf. Oh, no. he, he, you know, he, he might as well be called Big Dick Metcalf. He's <laughs> a train on my corners. Yeah. Yep, that's that's what's going down. And so, wh- where did you eat? Indulge us. Tap forty. Tap forty two. I don't know if you've been there. Oh, that's where you sent me things. Yeah. Do they have one in Lauderdale. I I don't know. They got different locations. I don't know if they're up there yet. I'm not sure. I think I, they got I think like I've several different there. locations down here. They're like in the local chain now. Uh, I, I've been I've been to the one in Lauderdale. Okay. The wait was like forty five minutes. I've been there. It's good. I yeah. forgot what I ate. Yeah, we went there for lunch. So lunch menu. Get good, good sandwiches. Big old sandwiches. Big ass sandwiches. Just big we're, old. We're big, big ass sandwich. sandwich guys. Did you put yeah. ketchup on it like the heathen that you are? Of course. You know that. Okay. I had some I, dip. How did Andrew take that? Uh, I, I don't know. I, he uh, okay. well, when he comes on here, he's very happy with me. So uh, I'll uh, he'll let you know. He'll let you know. Anyways, I, let's see. Let me. Uh, Let's see, Andrew, he's coming online now, actually, so we'll hear it from him once he pops on. Speak his name, he shall appear. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess if he's trying to pop on, I can do a small segment while we can do this. Why are we at the cage? I didn't change that graphic. We're not there yet, guys. All right, Charles is probably going to talk for an hour because he's got a month's worth of stuff to talk about. So much stuff. <laughs> so, all right. We're, we're going to pop into... Oh, he's joined the call. Andrew, are you alive? Are you back there, my dude? Uh, he's trying. He's trying to get he's on. Trying. I can't hear him. Hey. I hear myself. You, I hear him. This this pop-up of Andrew's brought to you by Mech Warrior 5, everybody. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah. So there you go, Andrew. Get, How's it going, boys? Oh, we, we're we, good. Yeah, we, just, we did all of the NFL, so you don't have to talk. You don't have to hear about it. Thank you. Gosh. <laughs> Although I was gonna, I, I will yeah. add. I'm not sure we if you just. All of the NFL, so you know how oh, to you, you better mute that, I, man, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm hearing the echo. Although I was gonna, I, ah shit, I had my uh, the Twitch volume was on, so I heard. Oh, okay. I heard a repeat, so I was like, "Am I talking to myself? I don't know." Um, I will add that I watched the last bit of the Monday night game with the Mannings. Mm. That was actually really good uh, for someone who's trying to learn the finer points of football, you know, defenses, strategies, things like that. That was actually really cool to watch because, you know, love them or hate them, those guys know their football. Who I, hates Peyton Manning? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. He's, oh, he's, I he's, get Eli because you're a Patriots fan and you hate Eli or you're a Cowboys fan yeah. and you hate Eli. Yeah. We, I, I'll discuss that with you later. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, uh, well, what was I gonna do? I, thought I was gonna do something. Oh yeah, tap forty two. Yeah, yeah, tap forty two. We went there, Andrew, today, and I, I yeah. was I was just telling Charles we had like a gaming segment, Andrew, and you came up, you acquired something today. Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, that was going to. Well, have we done non-sponsor yet? No, or no? no, we're not. Okay, no. we can save it for that because I I kind of want to do a feel-good segment. Okay, that's fine. Right, feel good segment. Let's let's go with that. I'm trying to find the damn graphic for this damn thing. Oh yeah, uh, the real MVP. So, mm-hmm. I, I kind of 
went back in our group chat to try and look at all the real MVPs that we kind of mentioned between our break, and I just wanted to mention all of them, all right? So the yeah. first one that I got here is Al Snow. Big effing MVP. What, what happened, Charles? You know. So, you know, there's a great Elton John song called Someone Save, Someone Save, Someone Save My Life Tonight. Al Snow went through the riptide to save a young boy. I don't, this was a couple days ago or like a week ago, so don't quote me word for word on the memory, but he saved a life. Good for Al Snow, former WWE wrestler, very known for ECW and hardcore championship in WWE, also known for carrying the head around the mannequin. And his whole thing was, what does everybody want? And they would say head in the background. And when you're in the attitude area, you don't know what it means because you're like nine years old and at 32, you snicker to yourself laughing. Um, but good for Al Snow. That's some good humanitarian stuff right there. That's that good wholesome stuff that you need as every day we wake up where everything's decrepit and terrible and everybody has an opinion that they're not really opinionated on, just open their minds to their own ideas as opposed to the world helping them around. Al Snow, you're healing it. You're healing us. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, yep. Charles the True, where the hell Francisco Yeah, I brought it. Yeah, um, I remember. <laughs> yeah. He brought it back. I know that he bought OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, I believe. That was mm. developmental, you know, so he's still teaching people there. So not only is he saving lives of a young child, he's also producing wrestlers into the future. I couldn't be more proud of you, the real MVP, Al. Nice, nice. Okay, second one I got here is Joey Votto. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. We love Joey Votto on this show. Good Canadian boy. All right, Joey, Joey Votto, we just, he just, he... He's he's been nominated once again for the Roberto Clemente Award for 2021. He does a lot of great things. Heck, he treated a kid to spend a day with him, a kid who's got cancer. So there you go. Joey Votto always doing the good things. He had that thing earlier this year where that little girl came to watch him play against the Padres and he got ejected in the first inning. And then he treated her to like a day the next day. That, that was great. Joey Votto just does good things. And he bangs, everybody. He still bangs. All right? If you guys don't know the meme... Go go follow that one, all right? Another Cincinnati Reds meme. That's not about the harbinger of doom, which is <laughs> Nick Castellanos, all right? Next one, Oklahoma football. Andrew, do you know why we have them as a real MVP? Yes, and okay. this was actually the one that I brought up, so of course I know what it is. So Oklahoma and Tulane were scheduled to play week one of the college football season in New Orleans, which is where Tulane is, uh, Tulane is at Ullman Stadium. However, if you've been watching the news for the past month, you will know that a major hurricane went through there. I honestly forgot what, forget which one it is. There have been so many hurricanes this season, and that's really bad of me. Um, on stall for me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, Nick Castellanos uh, hit a home run when the the I guess the remnants of the hurricane hit the Northeast. Oh God! Yeah, he he's the harbinger of doom. Yeah. If if you if he hits a home run, you know shit happened. Um, that's what I thought. I thought it was an eye hurricane. I was gonna say Iris, but it's Ida. Yeah. Um, so Hurricane Ida just absolutely dem- slammed into south uh, louisiana um new orleans didn't get a direct hit but it got slammed pretty well thankfully the levees held for the most part so uh the the fears of another katrina 
did not happen. They could have happened. I want to make that clear. Um, the only thing that really prevented it was uh, better infrastructure from 2005. And this time, the government wasn't so corrupt, and they stole all the money for building levies. But I digress. That's another episode. Um, so Tulane in Oklahoma still ended up playing the game, but it was moved to Norman, to Gaylord Family uh, Stadium up in Norman. But the game was still treated as a home game for, New, uh, for Tulane. Um, and then most important, or uh, Oklahoma, they painted a couple of Tulane's logos onto the field, which was a nice touch. Um, but they also, all the pro, all of the concessions, all the receipts, all the proceeds, whatever, went to Tulane as if it was their home game. Um, which, and I, I'm not saying, you know, teams should be displaced by hurricanes all the time, but it is entirely possible that Tulane made more money off of this game than if it had been held in New Orleans. The reason why is that Gaylord Family Stadium has a much larger capacity than Yulman Stadium. And the stadium wasn't even full. It was probably about 50% capacity. But for an 80,000-seat stadium, that's 40, that's uh, 40, 45,000 people. Uh, Yulman only holds in the area of 30,000. Um, but all that aside, OU, awesome job. You you could have treated it as if a home game, but you 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 done good, OU. There we go. All right. So next one, next MVP that I had here on this list. All right. So uh, the kicker Caleb Dowden from Mercer Football. <laughs> so yes. Mercer is playing. <laughs> So Mercer was playing a game, I guess their their first game of, of the college football season. They were winning 69 to nothing at the moment. And their kicker was going up to kick a field goal. Or was it an extra point? What one of the two things? What they they had 69 points and their kicker intentionally it was, it was going to be an, it was gonna be an extra point. And he intentionally missed it in order to keep the 69 points. Very nice. Very nice indeed. So he's a real MVP for that one. Next, Jeff Passan for killing a man on Twitter. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, oh, he does it boy. so often now that he has a meme uh, that people post whenever he does it, and it's it's a glorious little meme. Do you call him Jeff Passan or Jeff Passed On? Because he just sent your ass to the fucking I forgot who was the guy that he killed. It was a uh, Trump's former the lawyer, but the kid was a hedge fund guy. Yeah, no, 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 it was it was one of the um, shit. What are they called? The the Capitol insurrection. Oh. Okay. Or so, uh, well, anyways, let's see. I'm trying to figure out which one it is because it's, it's just oh yeah, Jacob Wool. There we go. That's that's who it was. There it is, right there. So yeah, this uh, was it. Um, Jeff Passan was reporting on the the New York Mets GM getting arrested for a DUI. Of course, it's gotta be the Mets. Yeah. So uh, the DUI, 
you just you just wrote out the tweet right and then this guy jacob wool who yeah he was a former uh defense attorney or whatever and yeah yeah god man this is why we this is why you shouldn't be an attorney going past 50 right we should all just retire after that because after that you just you, do, you just go crazy and you, you can't just keep that up okay anyways so uh <laughs> so jacob wall was like talking about uh i guess what was harm let's let's go back i gotta see this again let me click he, on this he said something right. about that he's blaming there we go Let, let's let's take a look at it right here because okay on the night of and then he put and i guess yeah uh, david wald uh father of jacob wall and i guess you're desperately trying to smear cohen because you've got nothing else to do i guess they're buddies in a sense and then jeff passan i suppose whatever i have to do is better than what you have to do which is visit your son in jail <laughs> For those who don't know, his son Jacob Wool is uh, being held in custody at the moment for uh, a number of things. All right, a a few white collar crimes, let's just say. Yeah, Jeff Passan, he he shoots first. Okay, if he was Han Solo, we we would know he he shot first. That's for sure. That is Joe for Passen sure. puts his gun to the side, man. <laughs> he, he My God. Oh, just absolutely. He's dead. Just killed him. Just killed him on Twitter. Freaking his Wikipedia page got changed and everything because of it. I mean, he obviously gets more love now as your favorite MLB reporter than Tim Kirchin, right? Has to be. I love Tim Kirchin, but I don't think he's breaking spirits the way that Jeff Passan just... Oh no, Kill. Jeff Passon just goes. I mean, she she puts Stephen A. Smith in his place. I mean, he just does things, man. He just does things. All right, next, Jerry Jones. Yes, yes, Jerry Jones is a real MVP. <sighs> yeah, that's right. He's a supporter yeah, of the mandatory I, vaccine. It, 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 this, it's I I I I don't have a word for it. Yeah, well, it's he, like supporting Stalin because you know you have to go against Hitler. That's yeah, the exactly. feeling I get. Exactly. Speak highly about. Jerry it's like Jones. he's just sitting in between us where Churchill and, and Roosevelt right now. <laughs> so uh yeah, supporter of the mandatory vaccine. Alright, get your shots, everybody. Just get it. Sheesh. All right. If you if do the thing. All right. You know, your 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 dick might get bigger. Who knows? So <laughs> I have no idea. Anyways, next. Next real MVP. Uh, our boy Jay Crowder. Yeah. And do you guys know why? Yeah. It was a, were we talking about shooting the shot? The man's just looking for love. Okay, he's putting himself out there. All right, he saw a woman. You know, on was it Instagram? I'm assuming or Twitter. It one was of the, the Insta. Two. One, one the of the Insta. two. All right. Thought she was she was very beautiful. Wanted to get to know her. Sent her a, a you know a DM. Sent her the DM. Put himself out there. He's like, hey, I don't know if you're into black guys because she was a white woman, and he was like, hey, I'd, he'd like to take her out, right? He was being a gentleman. Very good gentleman, and she just puts it out there. But listen, guys, I mean, come on, Jay, you're looking for love. I support that man. You do your thing. Two, you shoot your shot. We got two rules about that. It's better to be Jay Crowder getting denied than being a PJ Washington. Oh, Ooh, that story yeah. That's funny. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my god. <laughs> and Jay, if you stayed in South Beach, Miami, Papi Chalo over here would have taught you. Mm. It don't go automatically like that, but it's okay. Round two, fight. We got you. Yeah. So those are all of the real MVPs that we had been collecting over the last month. So there you go. 
I, I guess I can do, you know, we can switch it up and just do the Gottlieb's Goons, do the opposite right here. I, I, I just have two right now, but you guys can always pop up anyone that comes to mind. Anyways, as soon as I find this damn graphic, I need to find a way to make this better. Anyways, Gottlieb's Goons, I, I, I got two of them right here. Uh, first one is Kyle Farnsworth, because he said a dumb thing. Talking about soreness. He's been retired for what, like 15? I have no idea. He's been gone for a while. Like 10 years at least. At least 10 years, you know? Kyle Farnsworth. Hey, play Remember Forget, right? We can also kind of lump this in a little bit. Yeah, you pitcher, you know? But talking about how, oh, how could players, you know, uh, at this point of the season, everybody was sore. Why would you sit out and all that stuff? And, look, he denies that he was talking about this certain player. But everybody kind of suspected and alleged that he was talking about Trey Mancini, guys. Andrew, who the hell is Trey Mancini again? Trey Mancini <laughs> is a player, I believe an outfielder, for the Baltimore Orioles. Mm. What's so he special about the, him? He missed the entire 2020 season. Because he was recovering and fighting cancer. Yes, I believe it was. What was it colon cancer? Some one so. some cancer. It, it, it was, was it a was, cancer. It was cancer, and it was stage three cancer. It's not like you know, beginning cancer. You know, like a little bit of skin cancer, you get right immediately, and you know nothing. No, 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 no. This man had stage three cancer that is really really hard on the body mm. he missed the entire 2020 season with it he comes back this season the dude is killing it yeah he's the he's the runner up in the home run derby yeah behind just a, a superhuman and i i honestly i forget who won the home run derby Pete Alonso. Okay, Pete Alonso, the polar bear. But all I remember is that not only did Vancini participate in the home run derby, not only did he get through the first round. Oh, he showed up. And the second round. Mm -hmm. He made it to the third round, and he gave Alonso a run for his money. I think if anyone else had, had made it through as opposed to Alonso, I think Mancini would have won. Yeah. Remember. Who won the 2008 Home Run Derby at Yankee Stadium? Who? Hamilton. No. Oh, no, that's right. He lost. He lost he that, but we remember win. him because of win. his story. That's right. But everyone remembers Hamilton. Who gives I a think it was, what, Bobby Abreu? Was it Bobby Abreu who won that one? Something like I don't that. Know. Something I'm stupid like that. Someone stupid like that, yeah. I think it was Ryan Braun. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, it better not be Ryan Braun's steroid ass. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> um, I, I showed a video to Andrew today. Fuck that guy. Justin Morneau. <laughs> Justin Morneau. Oh, and, uh, oh God. And wow. MV, he's an MVP, but he's a player we remember to forget. It seems that way. Because <laughs> he, he, you know. Well, you know. Well, the Twins didn't Justin... do, The Twins kept losing the first round to the Yankees, so that kind of did Yeah. <laughs> that, that Twins core was a three-year thing. Yeah. And that was it. Justin fucking Morneau won the yeah. whole run there. Okay. No one remembers that shit. You know why? Because Josh Hamilton comes back from addiction, 
he's a comeback player and he hits 28 home runs in that first round mm -hmm. and he voluntarily ended round two with with four outs with only four home runs because he whipped the crap out of everyone else who knows how many he would have won anyways and let's let, anyway, let's so Kyle Farnsworth said it he's he, he, he Set of so yeah, who gives thing. a shit? Who? But Kyle Farnsworth, go yeah. go on. Apologize. Yeah, yeah. He he tried to walk it back and be like, "Oh, I didn't really mean it was Mancini." Come on, dude. You probably said it. I, I've seen. You can look at his freaking profile on Twitter. You can be like, oh, "Okay, he's that type of guy." He's the. At least Aubrey Huff would he, have he's, the. He's like, he's the type of guy that's like, okay, he's like, if if uh, if. Retired baseball players from a certain background were Pokemon. He'd be at the first stage of the evolution, you know. And then the final stage is someone like uh, the other goon that we have here, Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. Lenny Dykstra, just an all-around terrible human being. I don't. I for at this point, I forgot what he did, but he's done a lot of terrible things. He's just a terrible person overall. Aubrey Huff is off of. Twitter now he's been banned, and Lenny Dykstra is probably the next one. If we're if we're gonna go after former Major League Baseball players who are just pieces of shit, this is probably the next one. This is probably the next one. Okay, I don't forget what he did, but he's he's probably he's a goon. He, it probably doesn't matter what he does. He's probably just a goon for life. Let's just let's just say that. All right. Okay, guys. Ooh, we are at the one hour mark. So let's. Let's let's go to a fun. Uh, all these segments are fun, right? But it's a word from our non-sponsors. It's been a start. month. People, places, things, concepts, what have you, that we've been enjoying over I, not just the last week, over the last month, because we we've been enjoying stuff. Andrew really wants to go first. And you're saying that stuff that we've enjoyed over the last month. I'm talking about something that I've enjoyed in the last seven hours. Uh, realistically, the last two or so hours, but um, my man Francisco here, Oof. I go over to his office today. We're going to grab some lunch uh, over at Tap 42. Who could also uh, be a non-sponsor, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's my tertiary non-sponsor, I guess. And Francisco here says, catch. And I, I come into his office and he says, Hey, Andrew, heads up, catch. He tosses me a copy of MLB The Show 21. Woo! Oh, yeah. I, did a I was not expecting that. I, I helped him with some work to, uh, this uh, last week. And, you know, it was a pleasure helping him. He's done a lot of good stuff for me. You know, he's my bud. I'm always willing to help him. It was fun helping him. In a sense, because the case. Listen, we I wasn't on. trying to get any slave labor. I actually offered to pay him, but he's and like, said, no, hell no. Fine. I said, I will not take your money, sir. But he comes, he comes and shows up with this copy of MLB Twenty One, the show. I was not expecting that, and so that my my primary sponsor here is Francisco Porta, because. Uh, that was an awesome thing for you to do. I, I, you did not absolutely did not have to do it, but I am very appreciative of of you getting that for me. 
Um, I guess in that sense, my secondary non-sponsor is MLB The Show 21. Um, I haven't really dug into it that much, although actually funny enough, speaking of Doug, um, our uh, goof emeritus Doug has this game for the Xbox. MLB 21 The Show is the first of the MLB The Show games that ha- that features cross-play for the entire history of this game, which is going back to 2005, if I recall. Actually, no, this, this goes back to like the PS1 days, my dude. <laughs> this is a long, long-running series. Well, Sony has made games for this for this long. It started, I think, as the 989 series. Yeah, but, yeah. But in terms of games called MLB The Show, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the the oh, first six, one is I think, I think it's two thousand six. Yeah, two thousand six. Which is really weird because they put out MLB two thousand six, and then they put MLB The Show 06. So they put out two games. Well, they actually year. finally aligned it with the actual year that it was released. Right. Right. So, the whole time that this this game has been in existence, it's been a PlayStation exclusive, which is part of the reason why I got a PlayStation, because I really, I played it once a long time ago, I think it was 2009 version, and it had the Road to the Show thing, and I'm like, I like this very much. When I used to play MLB Baseball, which by the way, MLB 2005, still one of the best sports games ever made. Um, I would always create myself in game. Always would. Even though I couldn't play as myself, really, I always kind of got a little bit of a uh, excitement uh, playing as myself, you know, suiting up for, well, at the time, the Detroit Tigers because Pud Rodriguez was on the team. Um, but now you get to play as yourself. That's awesome. Um, so now finally MLB 21, uh, is crossplay, So I can play with people on other consoles. Oh, you can play in the field of dreams. That. that is very, so cool. that is absolutely true. I forgot about that. Um, and what's even better, I guess, is that they, they, as you can tell, I, I, I follow these games on social media when they, you know, start ramping up in January and February. Um, they have this new feature where uh, it's kind of like kind of like ML, uh, NBA 2K, where you create a player, you can play in the, the park or the yard or whatever, but it also can be your create a player in the story mode or whatever. Same thing here. They introduced where you can be you can play road to the show with your character you can do online dynasty with your character it's all the same one um finally catching up because nhl did that already um but anyway long story short mlb the show 21 i was not expecting to get it i was going to get it like next year or in two years that's that's kind of my mo is to wait until the thing drops the price drops precipitously because it's out of date but francisco got it for me yeah you can, you know, and it's september uh, you got the at the end of this actual season you, you they, they have a schedule see andrew you got 
you know, you got to keep up with this schedule. They got a battle royale. I don't know how that works mm-hmm. for baseball. You can get Keith Hernandez, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, relive um, a Seinfeld episode if you want to, you know. And then um, one of these days, Francisco, I'm going to bring my PlayStation over to the office. Mm. We can play this. Yeah. Um, unless you want to get it on your Xbox Game Pass. Uh, it's not on PC, dude. That's what sucks. All right, so Sony. Even you s- though it's Xbox Game Pass, because it's only for Series X or the Xbox One, it's, they didn't make a PC oh. version or a Switch version because Sony doesn't want my money. They don't want my love. They did. They, they really reject me. You know that's why I don't. Ha- this is why I keep giving away my PlayStation console. Sony you guys just can't keep me in. All right. You want to go on a quick tangent, really quick? Right. By the way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is PlayStation? It? Uh-huh. PlayStation 2, uh-huh. PlayStation 3, uh-huh. PlayStation 4, okay. PlayStation 5. Okie dokie. In chronological order of release. Xbox. Xbox All the names. <laughs> Xbox One. Yeah. Xbox Series X and S. Mm. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. Can't Xbox. Can't you... I mean, it would have made sense if you called it the Xbox 180, then the Xbox 360, the Xbox 720. At least there would have been some kind of an order to it, a Mm. weird order. Or you could have done 180, 360, 270, 480, whatever. At least there would have been some kind of chronological understanding flow. (laughs) The well, 360, okay, I, I, whatever. But when you call it the Xbox One, there is only one Xbox One, yeah. and that was the one that was released in 2001. The OG, that brick with the awesome, the awesome startup. <laughs> the original Xbox that could kill a child if you drop it on, dropped it on top that, of it. Exactly. That is the Xbox One. Yeah. In my mind. That is the first Xbox. That is Xbox One. Okay. Why they <laughs> felt the need to call it, or hell, if you're going to go with Series S, X, whatever, go with Xbox. 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 <laughs> go with Xbox. Xbox Series A, Series B, or Xbox A, B, C, whatever. What are you doing? What are you going to call the next one? You're going to call it uh, the Gobbledygook. Xbox Omega? Uh, you know what? Actually, that would have been really cool. Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta. That would be cool. No, oh, you don't want to call anything no. Delta right now. <laughs> you, you get my point. Yeah, I get it. You're expecting yeah. a Microsoft front company to make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it went from Windows 95 to Windows ME to Windows XP, right? Then Windows Vista, then windows 8 and then did we even have a 9 i don't even remember 9 they had now 10 and 11 now they're going sequential order or whatever but it's uh, well see nine, windows 95 the microsoft was, zune <laughs> well see 95 windows 95 made sense why because it was released in 1995 windows 98 made sense because it was released in 1998 uh, I'm a Nintendo they fan. They always change it up. Exactly. I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, GameCube, Wii. And there you go. You skip from 8 to 10. What? 
Ah, there you go. That's Get your shit together. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit too late, but... Come we're, on, we're at, We're asking the trillion-dollar company to get its shit together. <laughs> because allegedly using 9 would have yeah. caused fuck-ups with legacy code thanks to 9598. We'll yeah. see. There you go. Thanks, Microsoft. Mm. Okay. They, 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 <laughs> they did not have rent. much forethought. Okay, so my rant is over. <laughs> you've, so, been, you've been holding this one back for a bit. <laughs> I, I had this I had this vent the other day with someone. Mm. I forget who, but it was like, what the hell is going on here? Um, but anyway, oh, Spencer. Francisco Porta, Yay. you are my non-sponsor. LB21. Secondary non-sponsor is the one and only MLB The Show 21. I thank you, sir, mm-hmm. very much. Okay. Promo code... FJOJR. Oh, hey there. Check him out. Check him out on Twitter, folks. Yeah, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. I well, pretty I much I stream all the everywhere. Media. Yeah, I stream all the everywhere. Media. Facebook. I have a Facebook page. You want to watch me game on? It's the same damn thing. It's all the same thing. And there's Tap Forty Two. That's where we were at. That's where we were. Where is that one? That looks very nice. Um, you know, we had some good food. That's some good, they have good, very food. good food. Yeah. Oh, do they have the menu here? Where's the menu? They just have the locations. We know we were at the Dura one, right? We were at the Dura one. They got photos here, man. They got photos here. I want to see if they got the photos of what we had. Nah, they don't got no photos. They just got the menu. Well, it, it, it all looks good. All right. So that was, uh, t- I just want to go on that little little bit. Uh, it's, gosh, should I, or, or Charles, you want to, or no, I'll go. I'll go next. I'll, I'll save Charles for last, okay? Anyways, guys. Holy crap! It's been it's been a month. I've been enjoying lots of things. I went to Key West. I, I, I God, man! I made bow buns. No, that was my my last non sponsor. Last uh, the last last episode a while ago. Well, anyways, I've been in, I've been enjoying this, and you know what? It was Doug's non sponsor last time he was on the show, and it is mine right now. It is Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> I have been taking full advantage. I got a free three months, and man, just uh, I'll, I'll just click on the one for PC because that's what I got with the game PC and all that stuff. I didn't realize my PC had a one terabyte hard drive that I was not using at all. I was just using the onboard SSD, but apparently I had a one terabyte hard drive that I was not using. I just started downloading a bunch of games. Played through Halo 1, Halo Reach already, Quake 1, I'm about to start Quake 2, I'm about to start Halo 2. I played Cluster Truck, I downloaded Goat Simulator, played a little bit of that. You know, because I've been wanting to play that for a while, I didn't want to buy it for my Switch, because I was like, ah, do I want to buy this for my Switch? You know, I've just been taking full advantage of just the sheer amount of games. 10 bucks per month, and I'm enjoying this for free for 3 months? Now if I use my Bing Points... I might get an extra month for free. I mean, this is uh, this is gonna take me. This is gonna ride me through the year, guys. Halo Infinite's gonna come out, and I'll probably play that for free, essentially. So I'm just taking full advantage. Microsoft Flight Simulator, which has been fun. I mean, I crashed into Marlins Park. You know? <laughs> Symbolic of the Marlins season this year, you know. It, it's it's been it's been something, guys. It has been, I am, it's almost like a race. You know, Charles was talking, 
earlier about you know renting video games it almost felt it, it feels that way charles it feels like a, i have like a three-month rental of every game that i want right now and i gotta play as much as i can before that runs out you know because you guys know the backlog is just massive it's just it's it's too big and th- th- those are just the games that i already have now you're telling me oh you, you can play these games you know some games you know they, they they do have some games that pop off of the service but look at the stuff they just added all right, Surgeon Simulator. I've been wanting to play that for a bit. Final Fantasy Thirteen. I'm probably not going to play that, but it's there. If I ever felt like getting into it, Dragon Quest Eleven's on there. If I felt like getting into Dragon Quest and you know just not have a life anymore, that could be a thing. I mean, just holy crap! Uh, all of the Dooms are on there, but I've already played through all of those, and I'm about to play through the uh, last DLC pack that just came out. So I downloaded that. They have EA games on here so i think i'm gonna play madden 22 guys nice you know as long as you don't pay for it yeah good for you you know if my yeah but if it makes my computer explode you guys will know that ea still sucks you know oh yeah he still well, sucks regardless EA, i don't care what happens ea still sucks <laughs> right they, they got a way out you know some of these games are crossplay. i play with doug some of these games all right you know, I got all these Battlefield games as well. I, I already own them. I'm, I'm just gotta, I just gotta get there. But Burnout Paradise is on there, guys. They got the Need for Speed games. Ooh. I like that. You know, there's just there's cra- Crackdown Three. I haven't played Crackdown you can One play and Control. Two yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I already own Control. I already own Control. It's in the backlog, man. It's been a while. I have not played it. I have not touched. It. I know it was one of your non-sponsors. I just haven't gotten to it, man. We started the show talking about it. Too. I know, and you've made you've praised the game, and I want to get to it, but I, I just got other ones ahead of there, you know. They gotta destroy all humans, you know. Dragon Age, sheesh, that you take that's a callback. Dishonored games. Yeah, Dishonored is on there, you know. Frick, I got to go see all the Halos. We're, we're finally playing through all of those. They got Ori on here. Got they the... have Guacamelee, which you know I love. Oh, yeah. That was another one. I, yeah, a lot of these games, I'm just like, yep, Charles recommended that. Doug recommended that. You know, I got Fogs. They were they were an actual sponsor, and I already have that downloaded to the hard drive. I want to get through that. Okay, I don't know if you guys remember that, but they were an actual sponsor, so we're going to get to that finally. Finally on that one. Yeah, Populous Psychonauts is on there now, guys. That... Don't play Prey. Prey is a disappointment. Yeah, I will not play um, Prey most likely. So Psychonauts one and two are on there now, guys. You know, the, those it's been a while for those games. All right, I, I mean this this is it. All these Star Wars games, you know, Squadrons is on there, Charles. I know you like that. I might give that a try. Yeah, you know, Super Lucky Tales retro style. The only the only thing I wish was Sunset on Overdrive is good. Yeah, the only thing I wish was on here was Rare Replay. They haven't ported that to PC yet. Because I want to play, play some Banjo Kazooie, you know, Mirror's Edge. I downloaded that already. I, that's 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 in the uh, the three month window. And look, all these Need for Speed games. I already played Most Wanted, but I, Forza Horizon Four has really bogged me down. <laughs> so I, these racing games, they're they're just really great value. But dear God, man, you you own a game PC or you own an Xbox? There's no reason why. There's no reason why you don't get this. And they're, they've given me a three-month trial. I think they, they might, after the three months, I might just give in, guys. I just might give in, which means that I will actually play games that people are actually talking about 
at the time of release. Can you believe that? Instead of 15 or 20 years later, like I am with Halo 1. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yeah, promo code Blockbuster Video. Because it just reminds me of orienting a game and having it for two days and just trying to beat it within that time frame. Oh, I just want to, just as a shout out, um, the last remaining Blockbuster up in Oregon. Yes. They sell merch. They oh, sell yeah. merch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it is on my bucket list to make a pilgrimage up to Oregon to. Did you watch the documentary? Yeah. Did you watch the yes, documentary? Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, it's on Netflix, I think. So that's that's how I really kind of find found out about it. Yeah. And you know, I'm just going to be honest. Sorry, Charles. I'm I'm delaying you. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I'm very talkative talkative tonight. So I'm going with it. It's been a uh, month. <laughs> uh, that's true. Um, I I think honestly given how our generation millennials is coming of age, really getting into business, making money somewhat. Um, I think eventually someone is going to resurrect Blockbuster. I really do. I think us kind of, given how shitty life has become recently, uh, I feel like we want some, we, we kind of long for the simple times of our childhood where you would go in, smell the popcorn, uh, go through and peruse the, the aisles, just hang out. You don't have to get anything. I I just, yeah. I I think the physical media is like, like for me, like, like now that I've, now that I've sold my games. selling now. Yeah. They're selling vinyl, my (laughs) friend. Yeah. Yeah. Vinyl hasn't been a thing since the early 80s. I bought my dad vinyl records for his birthday and Christmas last year. Yeah. We bought him an actual record player. That's amazing. Like. And that's why I bought you the physical copy of the game. I was going to give you like a PlayStation gift card. I'm like, no, just give him the physical copy. You know, How, remember we were sitting there. I'm like, get that that waft of the, you know, a brand new game opening that yeah. up. I mean that you don't you can't recreate that man. That's a, that's just that's just that a sensation, man. Right? Charles knows, you know, opening a brand new video game, opening the box, you know, get that plasticky smell, you know. No yeah, I wish the manuals were in there because the manuals had their own type of smell too. Don't you, don't you miss that? Yeah. So much. That there's a there's I mean, God, man, that takes you back. It does. Like they should sell does somebody you know how they sell new car smell somebody should have like new game smell i don't know if that's being sold someplace but if not we should do it call it sports goose new game smell (laughs) make it a cologne for real okay (laughs) charles your turn (laughs) sorry can't wait to hear what your non-sponsor is yeah oh yeah this last month has been a journey there's like I could literally have four non-sponsors, and I think in the coming weeks I have to separate it out. But boys, I don't know if I believe in an afterlife. That's how I'll start this. I, I have struggled for 32 years wondering what that afterlife would be, and I tell myself if I do go, what what's the purpose of being good? Because sometimes I'm stuck with Milton mentality of uh, is it better to reign in hell than serve in heaven? John Milton. You ate the Cheeto sandwich. You ate kid. the Cheeto sandwich. You think you're gonna go to heaven? <laughs> I don't know, but I would know what my heaven looks like. August 26, 2021, I went to 
Hollywood Studios. That was okay. That was fine. But I went for dinner at what I know what my heaven would be. Cafe Minero, Brazilian steakhouse. It's a buffet. They have a deal. Two for six. Oh my god, you, you actually all you can eat you, buffet. You sent us have, the photos of your you yes. just destroying a plate. You you get huh, how do you spell it? How do you spell it? How do you spell it? Cafe M-I-N-E-I-R-O. It's an international drive. Um Two for, you can have the buffet, you can order whatever the meat, or you can do the two for $65 special. Me and my buddy went up there for a celebration of our birthdays, and you could just pay that, get one free alcoholic beverage or non-alcoholic beverage. You can get the buffet, and then you get these men with these these sticks of meat. Just, you know, cut them around, put it on there, 10 different kinds of varieties of meat. And I went to that buffet and I had my arroz, I had my platanos, I had some salad, I had collard greens because, you know, my colon needed it. And then I even had their brisket, which that was just okay. That wasn't something that came down there. But when I sat down, you know, I'm just having water and I'm seeing these men, mm, many men, look multiple at that. times coming oh. back, providing <laughs> with me just any kind of thin cut, raw cut. It's not just beef. They had bacon wrapped chicken, bacon wrapped pork, bacon wrapped steak. They had the steak itself. They're slicing it. They're having you pull with the tongs. And I'm like, and mama didn't raise no bitch. So I can't just give up on the first or the second or the third try. <laughs> We're going through portions, yes. portions of meals I ate. And I'm like, come back, magic man. I wasn't done. And I took that. I took that. My God, and I can only go up one time for the buffet. Ben went up twice for the buffet and everything else, but they had fresh fruit as well. But all of that meat, it is two hours away from me and I'm still willing to think about now. I have never had so much beef. I've had chorizo. I love chorizo, man. It's my shit. And I, ah, oh, forgive me for cursing, but that's how passionate I am about this. And I can't, it's, you didn't even have one of everything you had two of everything i was a glutton i'm not going to heaven because i performed that gluttony that's a deadly sin right but if i did that my heaven would be that if i get married i want to be married there if i have a child <laughs> i want the christian year of baptism to be there damn if i get divorced i want my my singles party to be there and when i die two chains said when i die bury me in the strip club when i die bury me in <laughs> international drive and what's even better man my my stomach is bellying up i'm looking like the blob from x-men and i see some guy i think coming with dessert <laughs> and no it's not dessert it is cinnamon pineapple and i'm like i want some of that please it is like cinnamon with the brown sugar and molasses on that pineapple for digestion and it was delicious and then they had brazilian flan because we're the birthday boys and it was the greatest thing if they tell you People outside the state of Florida, if they tell you that the happiest place on earth is Disney, slap them in the face. It is Cafe Minero is oh the happiest God. place on planet earth. <laughs> For anybody who likes food, who cares about going to Orlando to see like some kids who want to be a you know a, a professional actor or actress and didn't want to choose a life of porn, but they have to dress up as Mickey Mouse, Minnie oh, Mouse, oh, no. and everything else. No, no, no. Care about going and supporting. You know I hate Disney. Care the happiest place ever is located just at 15 minutes away from there in this Brazilian steakhouse. If you don't like Brazilian food, time to culture up, baby. 
I where love and this. I drive is it, Charles? It's on International. It's somewhere. My spirit will will me. I I can't recall. Um, but guys, Hunter, Hunter like, Andrews, six four three two International Drive, Orlando, Florida. And that's that's what I got from there. That's what it says this, here. This is I, my I, reason for being. I, I, you guys know I used to live in Orlando. Yeah. I know I drive quite well. What was the address again? Six four three two International Drive. Okay, let's see. It, it's near one of them, you know, touristy spots. The entire, all of I Drive is a touristy spot. Exactly. Right, right next to those lots where you could buy like cheap fake Disney tickets or little over. Oh, okay. So that's a little bit north of what used to be uh, Mercado. There used to be. Uh... Okay, I know where that is. Well, you know, you need to frequent up there. I encourage everybody to frequent up there. I didn't want to eat meat for days afterwards because of all the stuff I took in, but. I can't wait to go back. I think about it. I sent you guys the photos. <laughs> Did you not see the greatness? I, and y'all know my love of meat. And I, I was just so happy. So mm. Cafe Minero, International Drive, go there, Brazilian Steakhouse. The food was like kissing Jesus. Um, <laughs> promo code, you know, happiest place on earth. <laughs> Charles, they they have no out. subscribers to their YouTube page. You should be their lone subscriber. I you should just subscribe to their YouTube page. Oh man, I you know what you know because what's it Jupiter Donuts like they noticed when we did that. You know I, I'm gonna put this on Instagram and see if they notice it, and see if we can get you like a lucrative deal or something like that, or at least have you doing promos, doing promos for sure. Oh boy, damn man, that looks good. Oh no, God man. I mean, I'm still full from the sandwich, Andrew, from earlier today. Mm. Like, I have not eaten anything. But, and you saw, I couldn't even finish the fries, you know? It was just, yeah. it was just I mean, those are big-ass sandwiches, big old sandwiches, but, man. You know, because anybody's been to, like, an actual Brazilian steakhouse, like, place, you know, where they actually do bring out the meat and stuff like that? Oh, it is. It's great. It's, it's magic, right? It's just magic. For people who, like... Yeah, get some culture. You want some culture? Go do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ooh. Oh man. Oh boy. So let's let's move on because this is taking a bit, and I, I mean, we we knew this episode would go along. You know, it's our it's our season opener. We we always go along in the first episode and the last episode. We know this. We know this. And guys, Andrew, we we went through the professional side of the football spectrum let's go to the college side okay all right uh uh so college football is dead to me that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna start out with that because <laughs> my uh i i'm i swear i should not be i should not have to pay student loans for my time at florida state I really shouldn't. All right. If they can't win a damn football game against an FCS team, I shouldn't. They should just absolve all my student loans. They should just absolve it. You know, that that literally should be a thing. That should be a thing for any FBS school to lose an FCS school. Your students, your all all student loans. Anybody, anybody who's graduated by that point, it should just poof, go away. All right. We don't need no executive order from Joe Biden. We don't need that. All right. Your team loses. That's it. Yeah. 
that's something we can all agree on. Oh, God, man. So, for those not in the know, uh, Francisco's dear undergraduate alma mater, Florida State University. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, man. Florida there ain't University. no moral victories, Charles. We lose to Notre Dame. And I remember watching. That was the one. Okay, I didn't watch the Jacksonville State game. I watched the whole Notre Dame game. All right, my dad was like, stay. They might actually do something. And they did. They did tie the game. But, of course, wide left happened. We lose the game. And, you know, everybody's like, my mom was like, you know, it was still a good game. I'm like, we still lost. It doesn't matter. All right? Well, this isn't hockey where you get points in overtime. So let's let's build Florida right. State up a bit here just to bring them all the way back down. Oh, God. So What are we doing? Well, Mackenzie <laughs> Melson's your quarterback. It's going to come way down. Zinger. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. Florida State <laughs> is playing Notre Dame for their opener, their week one opener, up at Doe Campbell Stadium. It was the first game played by Florida State since the death of arguably the father of Florida State football as it is today, Bobby Bowden, who passed away in 91. We honored him the best way we knew how. Wide left. (laughs) Yeah. So Florida State's going into that very emotional, also emotional, was the potential for Mackenzie Milton to play. Shut up. I normally agree with your trash, uh, your trash uh, selections, but I will he, vehemently. He's not yours anymore, Francisco. I, I don't yeah, care. I vehemently know. disagree. I vehemently disagree with you, sir. Trash. Oh no. <laughs> you're, you're anyway. actually... <laughs> sorry, Andrew. Anyway, so Mackenzie Milton used to play for UCF. He was their starting quarterback beginning in 2016. In 2017, he takes UCF all the way to a national championship, 13 and 0 season. Mm-hmm. Beat, coincidentally oh, no. enough, our current head coach Gal- Gus Malzahn in the 2018 Peach Bowl. That's what Scott Frost was feel like. If you can't beat him, be join him. <laughs> anyway, 2018, Mackenzie Milton having another uh, another awesome year. And He's a Heisman finalist. He ends up in sixth place. That is incredible. That does not usually... I think he is the highest finishing finalist for the Heisman in UCF history. But on Black Friday, when UCF is playing South Florida at Raymond James Stadium, he suffers a massive, horrific, unbelievable leg injury. It is one of the most gruesome things I have ever seen. You don't see the bones sticking out or anything, it just looks bad. It's it's not bad in the sense of Joe Theismann where you see all the whatever going on the gore. You know it's bad because everyone's kneeling around him, all that. You find out after the fact that he was a few hours away from having his leg amputated because they lost a pulse. But thankfully, they were able to save his leg. Their goal, doctor's goal, was just to be sure that he could walk again without pain. Fast forward two years. Not only is he walking without pain, he steps on the field as a quarterback for the first time since Black Friday 2018. And you know what he does? He blows whatever the hell Travis name out of the water, the starting quarterback for Florida State. 
it was a fortuitous moment when his helmet came off. Otherwise, I think Norvell would have continued to be an idiot and kept McKenzie out of the game. I think, I told Francisco this, if McKenzie started, or if he at least played more than the last half of the fourth quarter in overtime, you guys win. Because Mackenzie Milton is a playmaker, unlike many, very few I've ever seen. He's an incredible player. He willed that team to come back and go into overtime. However, Florida State blows it. They kick it wide left. Again, for the how many times? Wide left or right? Wide right. It was always wide. It, it was left this time. So the next one will be right. <laughs> right. So just know that the next it's one's almost like be touching like the the Prince of Wales trophy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Prince of Charles. Le- a quick learner goof here. Prince of Wales trophy is the trophy given to the Eastern Conference champion in NHL playoffs. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Um. So, game two is against. Uh, the Jacksonville, Jacksonville State. State Gamecocks. Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Mm, they they are their cocks a, that they day, are that's for an sure. FCS school. Florida State should wipe the field with them. Mackenzie Milton actually starts the game this time. Mike Norvell, good choice. But then, the O-line sucks. All of Florida State sucks. Not the school, the team. Including Milton. It is six seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. Jacksonville State has the ball 59 yards away from the end zone. So on the, was it the 41? Yeah. So they have it on their own 41-yard line. Even if it is completed... It has to be, and they have no timeouts. So you have to throw it. You have really two options here if you're Jacksonville State. You either heave the thing deep as possible and pray to God that someone is in range for uh, a hook and ladder play or some kind of a trick play or whatever. You're not even thinking that the Hail Mary is going to make the end zone. Or you do a short pass to the sideline Get out of bounds. Hopefully, get it about. You want to kick from about the thirty, so you need to get that pass about twenty something yards downfield. Um, go out of bounds immediately and hope that your kicker can kick a fifty-yard field goal. Or you could do what Mike Norvell did. He didn't do what's called prevent defense. Prevent defense happens whenever you know without a shadow of a doubt Hmm. that they are just going to chuck the ball up for a Hail Mary and hope that someone catches it. That's where you throw your linebackers and your, uh, your linebackers, your defensive ends, your secondary, just throw everyone back. Mike Marvell did not do that. He put, he played standard cover two. He had his two safeties deep, and that was it. Jacksonville State quarterback chucks the ball, gets it to about the 10, 15-yard line, which is an impressive throw. 
the Jacksonville State player catches it. Why? Because no one was covering him. And then for whatever reason, the Florida State players decide to decided to slather their arms in Vaseline <laughs> in a way because they can't tackle him. The only thing they could tackle was the towel on him on that wide receiver. That was this isn't t- this isn't t- touch football, ladies and gentlemen. You have to pull the player down. You don't play the you don't pull the towel out of his pants. That's not how it works. So somehow a 59-yard Hail Mary beats Florida State 20 to 20 to 17. What the hell? I my family was sleeping, so I had to stifle my laughter. I I covered my face with a blanket because I was going to absolutely piss my pants with how hilarious that was. Mm. That is quintessential post Jimbo Fisher Florida State football. <laughs> and I would argue, as I told you guys, I would argue it is the continuation of the curse of Florida State's old logo, which they changed in 2014. What happened in 2013? The last year they used that logo, they won the national championship. Before that, two other national championships. You had Bobby Bowden. You guys were on the way to being considered a blue blood. You guys were amazing. Even when you didn't make it to a major bowl game or whatever, you still were doing well. You could always count on Florida State to do well. So... Can but we that, talk about somebody else now? <laughs> no, I am going to finish this rant, sir. This, I mean, this is a rant more... Right My bachelor's degree is already worthless enough. I, although, this time I'm ranting less about this current 20, uh, 2021 team. I'm ranting more about the athletics department. Why did you change that logo? And the soccer team does good. <laughs> hey, I actually like the logo. Okay. And, and listen, it looks look even if you had to change the logo, which I get the reasoning. No, the, the, the old logo is a little bit too It's hard int- to recreate, it's hard to whatever. Right. And it, it looks like the guy's crying logo. because he's got hot bacon on his face. <laughs> yes. It, it it's a very hard logo. And it's also, I think it might also be like anatomically inaccurate with regards to an actual seminal male, you know? So whatever, but there was a version that someone put out that simplifies the logo, but keeps it very similar. And it would have been very easy to recreate on merchandise, but no, you had to just completely up and hey man, it's Nike. You know what they do. And <laughs> now you are suffering the consequences. Yeah. Anyways, can we go to somebody else Okay, now? <laughs> let me move on. Let me move on. Let me move on. Uh, Damn, man, if, if only the Canes had lost to App State, we would have been with them. <laughs> we, we, the ACC is wide open, baby. Clemson screwed the pooch. And we, I have more confidence in that loss of victory than knowing that Mackenzie Milton has to be my starting quarterback. Last zinger, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, Steve McNair. Press in peace, sir. Yeah. Ah, Norm McDonald died too. God damn it! I know it's, this has been a, this has been an awful year as well. He was a half 2020, fan, by 2021, the way. just uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, UCF 
is on in its third head coach in the past 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20 six seasons. Um, but this time it looks like he's here to stay. Knock on wood. I just knocked on my wooden dresser for, for the record. Um, Gus Malzahn. He was the offensive coordinator for the 2010 national champion Auburn Tigers. He was the head coach for the 2013 Auburn, Auburn Tigers that came, I think, 17 seconds away from beating Francisco's Florida State Seminoles for the national championship. He was the best head coach in the SEC if Nick Saban, if you do not count Nick Saban. How do I say that? Because Malzahn beat Saban three times. He was the only head coach to beat him that many times in the SEC. He was the best non-Nick Saban head coach. But that wasn't good enough for Auburn. So they fire him. They cut his contract. They owe him, I think, $20 million because they cut him. He decides to come and coach for Florida State. Uh, not for Florida State. You guys would be lucky if he coached you I guys. I wish. Sheesh. He decides to come. Hey, can we fire Norvell? Maybe Urban Meyer will come. <laughs> oh, now, God. if anything, he's going to go to USC. Oh, God. Um, pay you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe Los Angeles will be good for his heart and his health. <laughs> uh, so, Gus Malzahn, it was just an absolute stroke of luck. Our, uh, our athletic director, Danny White, leaves for Tennessee. He brings our head coach, Josh Heupel, with him. Who do we get to replace Danny White? Terry Mahodger from, Arizona, from Arkansas State. Guess who Arkansas, State head, head, Arkansas State's head coach was in Mahodger's first year at Arkansas State? Gus Malzahn. He, he was hired as a state's head coach in 2012 after being Auburn's offensive coordinator for a few years. Turns out then Auburn would hire Malzahn in 2013 to be their head coach because they got rid of Jim Chizik. So there's the relationship between Mohajer and Malzahn. Mohajer calls Malzahn immediately and says, hey, do you want to be our head coach? He says, hell yeah, I'm coming. So the Malzahn era begins. And it begins with a bang, actually quite literally because the game was delayed two hours, 45 minutes due to uh, lightning strikes in the area. Um, NCAA has a rule that if there's any lightning strikes within eight miles of a, of a sporting facility, unless it's indoors, then the game has to be postponed for a minimum of 45 minutes, 45 minutes after the last lightning strike. So a game that was supposed to start at 7 p.m. starts at a quarter to 10. We are playing Boise State, who is the standard bearer of non-AQ slash group of five schools over the past decade. Damn, if we had Matthew here, you know, he'd just talk about that game. Exactly, right. Um, so we play Boise State. We're down 21-0 to zero at one point. It is the largest deficit. It is... It is a huge deficit. Many teams do not come back from 21 down. But somehow, some way, we come back and beat them, 36 to 33, if I remember the score correctly. It is a fan 
fantastic start for the Malzahn era. Yes, 21 to zero sucks. That really sucks. But that is a game we do not win if we have Josh Heupel. He folds under the pressure as he did when he played this last week against Pitt. They're at home at Neyland Stadium. They've got the orange and the white. They've got Smokey. They've got Rocky Top. They still lose to Pitt, which, funny enough, guess was the, the first regular season loss UCF had since 2016 to Pitt, this same Pitt team. Anyway, Malzahn does not give up. He wins this game. He scraps it out. Fantastic. Game two is against Bethune-Cookman, uh, HBCU in Daytona Beach. They beat them 63-14, to 14, if I remember the score correctly. It started slow at first, but they did what they had to do, and unlike Florida State, beat an FCS team. Trash. This week, UCF is heading up to Louisville, Kentucky to face the Louisville Cardinals, the bird with teeth. Yes. Up at the formerly Hey, there are some birds that do have teeth, okay? <laughs> Allegedly. We're heading up to the stadium formerly known as Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. Papa Bobby John, Petrino of course. still coaching? I What's feel like getting the chacaroni. Is, is Bobby Petrino <laughs> still coaching uh, the Cardinals? Negative. He, he is currently coaching... I forget. He's coaching someone. He's somehow still coaching. I don't know how. Um, if anyone has ever seen the uh, SB Nation, the worst football head coach, watch that. You'll see why Bobby Trino is such an asshole. It is um, Scott Satterfield now. What's that? Scott Satterfield is the coach. Okay. So I guess um, he just kind of came in after Bobby Trino quit or was fired. I guess. So anyway, the last time UCF played Louisville was also in Louisville. It was uh, almost eight years ago to the day. We, at the time, Louisville was in their final season in the American Athletic Conference. Missouri State in the Missouri, uh, in Missouri State in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Aha! Yes, this this man this man is really climbing up the ladder. Uh, Bobby Petrino is. So UCF plays Louisville in 2013. This is UCF's first year in the American Athletic Conference, the remnants of the Big East. Louisville is in their final year in the American Athletic Conference as they head to the ACC next season. Louisville's ranked eighth. They have Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. He is in the running for the Heisman. It is a foregone conclusion that Louisville is going to beat our asses and continue on their way to going to, at minimum, a BCS Bowl and potentially go to the national championship. Because they're doing things. At one point, UCF is down 21 points. They come back to win that, 38-35. to 35 on their way to winning the American Athletic Conference, going to the Fiesta Bowl, and beating the Art Bryles-led Baylor Bears 52-42. to That was the beginning, if you will, 
of the kind of national recognition era of UCF. So it's a homecoming, if you will. We're heading back to Louisville, baby. We go there this Saturday. Let's see what we do. Now, on to the Miami Hurricanes. Oh, Charles, you. Charles beloved Miami Hurricanes. First off, the cat lived. Yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know, Will MVPs. Somehow, a cat got into Hard Rock Stadium. I don't know how. And somehow, that cat almost fell off of a balcony and was hanging probably about 20, maybe 20 some feet off the ground. He's hanging on for, he, she, it is hanging on for dear life. It's hanging on by a claw, but it loses its grip and it falls. Luckily for said cat, it used up one of its nine lives, I guess. There were people standing underneath it with a flag, an American flag, because it was 9-11. They catch the cat in the flag. The cat is safe. Thank God. Anyway, Miami almost almost loses to App State, which, by the way, is, is actually a lot, is not as bad as you think it is. This isn't the App no. State of 2007 that beat the fifth-ranked Michigan Wolverines. Uh, this is an App State team that was ranked last year. Is my, it is it's it's a very formidable team. Nonetheless, a team like Miami should beat them, and you did, but it was close. This does not bode well for Miami going into this season. Let's see how you do. I, I hear Charles, some nation. What do you think of his dancery? Uh, Charles, what do you think of Manny Diaz? Oh, y- y'all already know. Y'all already. Well, the first thing I said on the show when Manny Diaz was hired was like, we needed a quick replacement not to lose the recruiting when Mark Rick, you know, failed. So what I feel about Manny Diaz is that if it's not run, 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 Derek King, do something. Um, defense, you guys are great. I don't want him. I feel the same way about him how I feel about Aaron Boone. Can I get a new coach slash manager next year? That's my thoughts on Manny Diaz. But I'll take one on one AC because Clemson losing. You guys don't understand. Dabo Sweeney's not a good coach. He was riding on some laurels of three great quarterbacks. And yes, I am including Kelly Bryant in that argument. And now I'm going to say it, Francisco. You is going to return to its promise. As an ACC champion, because who else is out there? The ACC must be real the crap. Team lost to, the team that lost to Jacksonville State? <laughs> no. <laughs> Duke? North Carolina? North Carolina? Wake fan. Forest, baby. <laughs> yeah, so by default, you know, unlike, unlike Florida State and then UCF, we're going to have some problems here. It's going to be terrible because I'll meet them more. Who are we playing this week, uh, Andrew? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> we broke his spirit. Oh boy! Look, you were you were given the rub and tug on UCF so long that Francisco and I were like, "Oh God, beat some okay, I, I, I apologize. I apologize. Let me look we're, them up. We're, we're messing with you. Let me let me look them up really quick. I, I I owe you that much. Miami is, I think they're no 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 no. They they were creamed by Alabama in week one. Yeah. yeah. Oh. As expected. There is nobody who said we were going to I can't that. believe Kane's fans actually traveled for that one. 
You guys are at home facing the Michigan State Spartans starting at 12 on ABC. That's actually That should be interesting. Is Mike D'Antonio still like the coach of that team? I think so. But he's eternal. The week after that on September 25th, that is the real prove it week to see are you better than your rivals in North Florida, in Florida State? You're playing the the Central Connecticut State University Blue Devils. Huh. Also an FCS team. Will can you beat them? Can, if you beat them, be if, you, if you beat them, then you can say for definitive fact that you are better than Florida State. You better win this game. Yeah, we need that. And actually, you guys have a very... Very, 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 Favorable very schedule. Good schedule. Very uh, beneficial to you. Your first after that that Alabama game, which was at a neutral site in Atlanta. Um, which, let's be honest, that's, that's basically right. a home game for exactly. Alabama. Yeah, but technically, it's a neutral site. But anyway. Your first four home games are all – your first four games are all at home. You faced Appalachian State. Next, you've got Michigan State. Now you have uh, Central Connecticut State. Then you have Virginia. Then you have your off week. And then away, home, away, home, away, home, away. That is a great schedule. That is a very good schedule. You're playing – you have a good streak of four games at home to kind of set yourself up for the rest of that schedule and you get your bye week relatively in the middle of the season. If this is going to be a strong season for Miami, this is it. You guys aren't playing Clemson. You've got 21-ranked uh, North Carolina. You've got 15th-ranked Virginia Tech. And that's it. Those are your only ranked teams. You have a – I'd say you have a decent shot of actually doing something this season, as long as you don't screw it up. Well, Manny Diaz, I, uh, Manny Diaz, I am looking at you, sir. Um, in other news, um, Cincinnati is eighth ranked. They are currently the highest ranked team in the state of Ohio because Ohio State lost to the Oregon Ducks in the shoe, in the horseshoe, in Columbus. The Ducks come in and they defeat the mighty Ohio State Buckeyes. Very cool. Now, Cincinnati Bearcats, they are the team to beat in the state of Ohio. They are also the team to beat in the American Athletic Conference, which reminds me, speaking of the American Athletic Conference, speaking of Cincinnati, we have some major conference realignment news, gentlemen. Absolutely major. Hmm. Oklahoma and Texas are headed to the SEC. Yes, a team that is in Oklahoma and a team that is in Texas is somehow considered a southeastern team, or is now considered southeastern, starting in 2025. Okay, sure. The SEC now has teams in Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas and Missouri. Real Southeastern, I guess, in a sense, it is Southeastern in that 
it is in the southeastern quadrant of the country. Whatever. So it's southeast of Alaska. That is true. I mean, there was already a team in Texas in the SEC. Yes, I know. Um, but that is true. Texas A&M, uh, Texas' big rival for 100 years or so, they jumped ship from the Big 12 to the SEC in 2011. Or was it 2012? 2012. That was their first year, 2012. Um, it was there that they got the Johnny Football cash money uh, actually did a thing, won the Heisman, and his career went in the tank from there. Um, Come on, man. He had that popcorn incident. Come on. A- a- nacho. AF. There we go. There we go. No, it was Nacho. It was Nacho. Um, by the way, it was the greatest moment of his that career. Was, that, was, that was his – forget the Heisman. That was his career highlight, was sitting in a tunnel eating nachos at an AAF game. That, that will be his lasting legacy. Forget that hunk of metal that he has. Um, so Oklahoma, Texas headed to the SEC, the rich get richer because the SEC is definitively the best conference in college football right now. They have Alabama, they have Auburn, they have Georgia, they have, that's about it. They have three really good teams and then they have really shitty teams like Vanderbilt that got decimated absolutely decimated by an fcs team that is and something florida you, but they're not good that is something <laughs> you should hang your hat on you did not lose as badly to an fcs team as vanderbilt did you should hang your hat on that sir but it's vanderbilt so is it that much of a high vanderbilt. bar you know? vanderbilt sucks except uh, you know it's if it's not baseball, I, I, they I, I i apologize to my vanderbilt uh vanderbilt friend they have a good baseball uh, team come on now that's it they have a fantastic baseball team, but their football team sucks. Um, so you've got Vandy. Um, Florida is actually good now that I think about it, although they kept it close with freaking South Florida. That does not bode well for their season. South Florida is a team you have to just crunch and give them no hope. NC State, which is considered a mid-pack ACC team, not only blanked South Florida, but put 45 points on the board. So, is Florida worse than NC State? Who knows? I certainly don't know. Here we go. The score. 42-20. So not only did they score fewer points than NC State, they allowed 20 more points than NC State did. Fascinating. Anyway, um, so Oklahoma, Texas headed to the SEC. The Big, the Big 12, which has 10 teams, but when those two leave, we'll have eight teams, need to get to a minimum of 10 to have a conference championship and get all that fancy money for being big enough conference. So... What do they do? Back in 2016, they were think of ex- thinking of expanding from 10 to 14. They opted not to for really stupid reasons. So now they're really in a bind. They have to expand. So who do they go with? They go with Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, and my beloved UCF. They have 
BYU brings its own membership, uh, brings its own very rabid fan base. Houston is right in the heart of Texas, replacing one of those Texas teams. Houston is the largest city in the state. You've got Cincinnati, which is a natural rival to West Virginia. It gives them an easier time traveling because you've got teams in Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas, and then you have freaking West Virginia. That sucks for them travel-wise. So now Cincinnati is right next door. They have a great travel partner. And then they plant a flag in the heart of Florida, which is arguably the best recruiting ground for high school football players and baseball and a lot of other sports. Part of, right in the heart of the state in Orlando, that is a good move by them. There's a possibility they'll expand further in the future. They might go with Boise State, and they might go with Memphis. Those would be another two really good schools to add. But for the meantime, they're sitting they're sitting pat at 14. The Those four teams will join no later than 2024, although there is speculation they might join as soon as 2023. That is fantastic news for those four teams. They're getting that money, money, money. The three AAC teams, they're going to be getting approximately three times more television contract money than they did in the AAC. Um, right now we're getting seven mil a year. We can be expecting about 24 mil a year in the Big 12. So money, money, money. We'll see. So this kicks off a next new bit of conference realignment because now the, a the AAC is going to have to find three teams to replace because now they're down to eight. So now they need a minimum of two. So they're probably going to pick up four teams, get them back to 12. So you're looking at teams potentially from Conference USA and the Sunbelt Conference moving up. You've got teams like FAU, Appalachian State, UAB. Those are teams that are right for the picking for the AAC, which will then set off another round of conference realignment because then those conferences are going to have to replace them. And you're either going to see those conferences poaching from other group of five conferences, or you might see them poaching from the FCS level. So we'll find out. This is the biggest conference realignment since the 2010 realignment where everything just went to hell. Um, Try to think of any other big news. Well, we still need to get to baseball. That is true. Um, I think that's all I've got. Okay. <laughs> so an opener as to our teams for a review of those. And well, oh, I should, while while I'm at it, I should mention FIU. I I should I should mention our common alma mater. Um, FIU is playing in F in FIU Stadium again. Uh, it was named Ricardo Silva Stadium for quite a few years, but then for whatever reason they decided. Ricardo Silva pulled his name from it. The endorsement deal ended, whatever. So FIU was one and one on the season. Their first game was a drubbing of LIU. That is Long Island University, LIU Sharks. That was hosted in Miami. Final score, 48 to 10. That is a better result than I think last year when they lost to an FCS team. Their second game was against Texas State, also at the cage. FIU Stadium. They lose to Texas State 23-17 to in overtime. 
their next game is this Saturday in Lubbock, Texas, as they will head to Jones AT&T Stadium, where they will face the Texas Tech Red Raiders. They are probably going to lose that game. So we shall see. Will FIU get to a minimum of 6-6 six and six and be bowl eligible? Who knows? Uh, hmm. it's, it's a surprisingly tough conference for FIU to navigate. They will probably not make the Conference USA Championship. But hey, if they can be, meet bowl eligibility, we'll see. Oh. Um, any questions for me, gentlemen? And Charles, you may have noticed I'm, I, for some reason, I decided to just completely copy your your style of content when you're doing the cage. I don't know why, but it actually feels quite nice. It it, it works a little bit. There's structure. I feel like we need to give him his own college segment, though. If we're doing the cage with Charles, what well, can we go with? Andrew Sagona Stadium. I kind of like it. That's <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't mean just that, but just the, the inflection of speaking. Oh. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just a goofy person, but I'll take it. It, 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 it makes you feel tingly inside. It, it's this, it's this mm. fine balance of speaking truth and also kind of sounding a little bit like... It's the wrestling promo promoter in him. You yeah, know, it's all it those years of, of watching. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's trying it's to do Rick math Flair and not really knowing it, but still going for it and confusing everybody, you know. So that that felt quite <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, so that's it for me, unless you guys have questions. Well, we're at the holy shoes, it's two hour and 10 minute mark. I do want to get to some baseball. I mean, it's the big opener, right? It's the big opener. Let's get to some baseball, okay. So okay. baseball, we're we're in the mid, we're, we're we're right here, right, guys. It's it's almost the end of the season. We got the playoff races. We got the tank races. I'll start with the tank. At the moment, the Baltimore Orioles still hold the worst record in baseball, half game ahead of the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's gonna be those two down to the wire. Okay, the Pirates are bad, the Rangers are bad, but they're not that bad in comparison to those two teams, unless they really, really rev up those tanks. So there's a possibility Pittsburgh and Texas. You guys really want it. You guys got you got to add some stuff to those tanks. You know, be like Mech Warrior Five, make them really nice. So there you go, uh, Baltimore Orioles uh, facing the New York Yankees tonight. Yankees are winning, thankfully, and yeah. they go against Garrett Cole. So yeah. we're on a Cole job watch. Here we go. Here we go. So as of this moment, the Philadelphia Phillies still hold the easiest schedule to finish the season and yet they are doing nothing with it and the San Diego Padres still have the toughest schedule as they've got the Giants the Dodgers the Braves and the Cardinals to finish out their season (laughs) they're screwed uh all right so standings wise the Braves are four and a half games ahead of the Phillies five and a half ahead of the Mets and and I think the Braves will hold out and win it unless there's a massive collapse I don't see the Braves losing that one. The Brewers are coasting. I think they, I don't know if they've already clinched, but they will clinch soon, most likely. So they're, they're coasting to the Central Division title. The Giants are the first team in the National League to clinch a playoff spot as they still hold first place just by two and a half games over the Dodgers. Those teams are by far the two best teams in baseball at the moment. 
So there you go. The Dodgers hold the first wild card spot, and then one of those two teams is going to be that first wild card. It's going to be a real shame that because <laughs> they honestly would win any other division on their own. And then the second wild card spot, a bunch of teams are fighting for it. Right now, the Reds hold it just half a game ahead of the Padres, but neither team really wants it at the moment because they haven't been playing well. The Cardinals are half game behind at the moment. They kind of been they, they've been putting it together. They got a win streak right now. The Phillies are two and a half games back, and the Mets are three and a half games back. So that's your National League playoff race at the moment. Over in the American League, the Rays still hold first place. Still got a nice cushiony lead. Let, if, I need them to win tonight because they're playing the Blue Jays. They're mm-hmm. up 2-0 going to the bottom of ninth. So oh, I think they just ended the ninth. Thank you, Andrew. Barring a collapse, they most likely will win the division again and still continue to defend their American League championship. The Chicago White Sox, much like the Brewers, Central Division, just going to cruise to it. So they're in first place. They're going to take that. The Houston Astros are just, they're going to win it. They're going to probably going to win the West Division. So trash cans are going to be moving on into the playoffs most likely. They're six and a half games ahead of the Mariners. That's probably going to happen outside of a massive collapse. I don't see the Astros losing that. And then here we go, American League wild card. This is also pretty cool. The Toronto Blue Jays have turned it on. Only, mainly because the Yankees and the Red Sox have turned it off. Mm-hmm. But the Blue Jays Just have like turned Jay it Just like Jay Crowder in the DMs. Mm. Damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to do it. So, I had to do it, man. The Blue Jays streaking right now. Eight into the last ten, popped up and have taken first the first wild card spot. Half game ahead of the New York Yankees, who hold the second wild card spot, even though it doesn't seem like they really want it. So there you go. The Boston Red Sox are tied with the Yankees for that spot as well. And then behind them are the Seattle Mariners of all teams, and the Oakland A's. And those are that. That's that's your race right there, guys. So, yeah. Uh, over so uh, uh, some other baseball stuff I, before we we get into I guess some of the games that just happened. I mean, uh, we talked about when we the last season. Uh, I guess we yeah we can say that a month ago. You know the the Field of Dreams game was part of the best regular season game uh, of the act of the season so far. Well, the Mets and the Yankees played a pretty damn good one on Sunday Night Baseball. That might actually get up there as well for sure. Uh, big booty daddy, John Carlos Stanton came to play for sure. <laughs> we got a homer tonight, <laughs> yes. by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. we have a cold job. We have a cold job. Oh Just boy, sounds. here we go. He went five innings though. Oh, how many pitches? He got a hundred pitches in there. He gets the win. Okay, so there, there's a, there's another one right there, guys. Uh, Aaron Judge is. Um, I know Vladdy Guerrero is probably going to be your second runner up, but Judge playing some good ball. Yeah. No, but really, yeah, Homer in this game. I mean, I haven't really. I mean, I haven't watched the Marlins guys. I just, it, it's you know, aside from Sandy Alcantara being really good, and Brian De La Cruz being a really great trade the Marlins made with the Astros, I, I think just just not much going on for my team. But you know, watching uh, and really the Rays are just kind of cruising right now. So there's not really much out of there. You know, I think one of their boys got an inside the park home run, whatever. They, but the Yankees are kind of interesting because we know how much Charles wants Aaron Boone to be fired. And yet the Yankees so much 
the Yankees continued to stick around and not allow that to happen. And that Mets Yankees game, right? You had the 9/11 when you know it was kind of nice that I, I'm sure they scheduled it that way to have both no, New York teams face each other. With, but I got beef with that. How are you going to put like the most devastating thing for the state and those cities and have them go against each other where someone has to come out as a loser? Bad on you, ML. Mm. I mean, they could have done a recreation where they had the Mets and the Braves, you know, because the Mets were the first team to play a game back in New York. That, that could have been a thing. But I think they did that for the 10th anniversary of it. So I mean, they might have just wanted, I guess, for the 20th, they wanted to put both of them together. So, they're, I mean, technically, the, <laughs> the Yankees were a road team. The, the Yankees were a road team, but, I mean, they're, it was, I mean that, that crowd was just great for the Sunday night baseball game. That Sunday night baseball game had everything, guys. The chippiness, the drama. John Carlin Stanton literally telling Lendor, don't be talking shit as he's doing his home run trot. <laughs> and the chirping and all that stuff. And then Lindor with the three home run game. I mean, what a game. And, and once again, the Yankees coming out the loser in a really great regular season baseball game. So we all win. We won 9-11. There you go. I'll keep it on that. <laughs> So, oh boy, yeah, the Mets, the Mets are still trying to hang. I don't know, Ugh, God, but uh, yeah, that's that's what's going down with regards to the playoff race. And then uh, Ryan Braun retired, and me and uh, you know it's funny. Andrew brought that up today when we were when he was uh, visiting for for the for lunch, and he brought up like, man, you know, you said that you thought Ryan Braun would, like. You know, if things had gone right, he could have been a Hall of Famer. Like, nah, 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 nah. And then I showed you a video from uh, Baseball Doesn't Exist, who was a non-sponsor. And Andrew, you learned some things about Ryan Braun that kind of changed your mind about him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's got he's a dick. You know, former University of Miami alum, so we know. We know he's a dick. <laughs> I don't even take offense to that. <laughs> I know, because you aren't one either. So, you know, it's just... Uh, it, there's something about University of Miami baseball that kind of I don't know. There's a Rod wanted to be one, that's for sure, and wasn't one, but then donated a ton of money for that. But Alex Rodriguez, we also learned in that video, it was about the whole uh, uh, that dog, yeah, yeah, exactly uh, thing. Uh, the, the thing that Jeremy Tache said when he was on the show about Alex Rodriguez being a sociopath, a psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Either way, either one of the two, he is okay. He he truly, truly is. Oh boy, oh boy. All right. So that's that's so yeah. Ryan Braun, tainted MVP, fourteen year career with the Brewers, an entire career, but just do, do Brewers fans even like him? They do. From from the tweets talking about it and people like the non-brewers fans talking about the steroids and especially the dodgers fans have a lot of grudges and they still think matt camp should have won the mvp in 2011 over Braun, especially knowing what we know you know yeah so there's uh I feel like he's their a-rod where you have to acknowledge he... him but you're not going to like it well the brewers put him no no the brewers put him front and center on their like no they, they don't treat him like a-rod the yankees don't really talk about a-rod you know but the Brewers do. He's as a fan. He's a wicked. He's a you know wicked stepbrother. I know, but like the Yankees, like like the Yankees social media won't promote a Rod. You know, 
Like, like they 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 were happy this year. It's like, okay, we got Derek Jeter in the Hall of Fame. Like they could promote all of that. But uh, the Brewers, yeah, they were promoting Ryan Braun. They had his whole retirement. So would speech. you say he's like the Mark McGuire of that team? I, the Cardinals today? It feels. I guess because the Cardinals have honored McGuire and stuff, but. But nobody else would take that. I don't think McGuire did the things to uh, another human being's life that, you know, Braun Brian did. Brian Braun's just a league of his own. Let's just call it like that. Yeah. He's a dick. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to call it like that, too. And, uh, yeah, Trevor Bauer's case continues, but he's not. He's just he's not going to be playing. And what, administrative leave or what are you going to call it? Yeah, that's what he's on. Well, his season's ended and he's going to get his entire salary. Yeah, exactly. So ridiculous yeah there you go so there's there's that we'll see what pops out with that and him and deshaun watson whoever the hell wants to pop up there you know just uh uh the only nba news is that man crush monday's birthday is today guys it's jimmy butler's birthday you know my man my man's birthday today so i love you jimmy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay and i love you too jimmy yeah you know so please don't get hurt during the season as you age exactly uh i don't have any other nhl news aside from yeah the winter classic jerseys the blues popped up with they look nice andrew thought they looked nice too got that retro feel for sure we like that no i mean nhl is gonna pop up soon enough training camp's gonna start so that'll be fun and okay guys I think that's it for this, and it's well. We knew this would run long. We knew this would run long, but we gotta start wrapping this up. But by wrapping up, I mean wrapping up the actual uh, other sports segment as we get into what I'm going to assume is gonna be a very meaty cage, much like uh, Cafe Maneros. <laughs> Whew. Whew. Here we go. Are we are we open the season? Are we doing this? Are we doing this? Welcome everybody. Your weekly True Pucks the Cage with Charles, the season opener. We back season seven up in here, and it's not just going to be your regular kind of cage segment. It's going to be war games, multiple cages, multiple everything, multiple rings inside. It's like World War Three kicking in from WCW days, but steel cages around. As we all know, full disclaimer. Wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. It is a song and dance. It is poetry and emotion. It is about men and women chasing championships, aspiring dreams, climbing up the mountain, the highs of highs to be on the Mount Rushmore, a wrestling legacy. It's sometimes a soap opera. It is sometimes just a playground with all your friends can come together, hint, hint, wink, wink, boys and girls of who we're talking to, um, and just be with your good old buds and go wrestle and kick people in the face on top of a lot of things. So much stuff has happened in this last month and it is kind of archaic. And I thought about it. I actually thought today about the cage. I don't do that often. A lot of it's at first blush and my mouth opens. But because there was like four pay-per-views that have occurred and something mega happened last night, um, I really have to think of how I'm structuring it. So we're going to structure it pay-per-view by pay-per-view of what Charles watched. He watched all of SummerSlam. He watched NXT TakeOver 36. He watched most of All Out, the AEW pay-per-view. I watched some New Japan stuff, but not the full pay-per-views going on there. I watched Raw last night. That's the reason why I didn't finish the Raiders game. We'll talk about that very last. And then NXT right now is going to be crowning a new NXT champion because a current champion had to vacate the title injury. And also, as we speak right now, 
NXT is now NXT 2.0 because Vince McMahon is getting his dirty, slutty fingers all over my show and he's going to ruin it and I hate it and I want to die. So let's start. Where do we leave off last time, folks? We talked about SummerSlam. We talked about NXT TakeOver 36. We did predictions and then we knew AEW All Out was coming in. Well, SummerSlam wise, eh, eh, not a fan. If we go on the A through F rating, I would give it like a C plus. Um, Damian Priest versus Sheamus was good for the U.S. title. Seth and Edge was excellent. It was match of the night going on there. Andrew would really enjoy it. Edge won. He made Seth tap out. I liked it a lot. Roman Cena was my cup of tea. My kind of selling out the moves. It was going to be a different style of wrestling, but I liked it a lot. And your tribal chief Roman Reigns retained. But out comes Brock Lesnar looking like Thor or at least someone who's being cosplayed as Thor, because now he's got a ponytail man bun stuff, a beard, like just lost whatever fat was on his body to look intimidating. We don't walk on the same street as Brock Lesnar. And he wants Roman Reigns' SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, he basically said, hey, I'm coming for the Universal Championship. And the ongoing storyline between him and Roman has a chef's kiss. And I didn't want this match to happen. I wanted him versus Bobby Lashley more on that because I want to see wrestlers who never wrestle each other before. I've seen Roman and Brock go at it three, four times. But now that Roman's a heel, Brock's a babyface, who's in Roman Reigns' corner, boys? Paul Lesnar? Or Paul Lesnar? Yeah, I'm thinking Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman? They're just fused and they become a baby. But uh, Paul Heyman used to be Brock Lesnar's advocate. Now he's there as Roman Reigns' advocate. It's like a storyline drama. It's basically like Paul during the corona got caught sliding to Roman's DMs and Brock found out. Jay Crowder, take note. Be like Paul Heyman. <laughs> Damn, that's dirty. He left us. Screw him. He's on Phoenix. I don't care anymore. I'm interested to see where that storyline's going. It's not going to happen at Extreme Rules, which is a pay-per-view that I think is happening a week from now. So we kind of came back at the right time. I think it's going to happen at the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view because, you know, Roman, Brock, that's a big energy kind of field. So there's that on SummerSlam. NXT TakeOver 36. Bros, that was a good pay-per-view. That was a very good pay-per-view, and it consisted of match of the year. We've been saying match of the year a lot. We've been saying it a lot. It was Cameron Grimes, LA Knight. That was fine. I was over it. Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. I liked a lot. Former tag team split up, going for Raquel's women's championship. Dakota um, lost. Kyle Riley versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole's last match in NXT. We'll talk about that. If I can put Kyle over properly, it was a two out of three falls match. Still don't get the concept of why they went traditional street fight and steel cage when you should have just done last man standing or loser leads NXT. So Mojo versus Karen Cross. That was good. That was that big man meet that I need. Joe put Cross or he won. And then Cross is up there on NXT or W Raw doing nothing. So Mojo won the championship. Third time. Vacates the title because of an injury. Damn it. Damn it. Because what are you going to do? Who are you going to pull over as a young blood? Because you had Cross lose to make Joe seem like the badass. And there was no one on that roster besides Joe who could really make me believe that they could beat Cross. But now who's going to get the rub from old man Joe? Now the title is vacant. It means nothing. I hate everything. But match of the night. Guy might be wrestler of the year for me. And remember, match of the night, match of the year. I have to break it up a little. Because there's match of the year that I'll do, but it'll be WWE's match of the year. And then I'll do AEW's match of the year. And then I'll do New Japan's match of the year. I can't do lists. It's too hard to do number ones. But this match 
was match of the year for me, undisputed. They had a great match last year, Walter versus Ayla Dragunov for the United Kingdom Championship, NSC's United Kingdom Championship. Holy God, you guys. If I had to say one match you need to see to know why I love wrestling, it's that match. It is the pacing. It is the aggression. It's the storyline. Look at that body. Look how beat up Dragunov is because Walter's chops are not, we don't F with that. If they say Wu-Tang ain't nothing to F with, Walter ain't nothing to F with. The man is big. He's Austrian. He'll kill you. Dragunov was this little Russian czar trying to just destroy everything. And at the end of it all, he choked out Walter to which Walter had a tap. The aggression was there. It was all the emotions. He had had to go to the other level just to beat Walter. Walter was like 700, 800 day as champion asterisks because Lerona comes to an end in that sense. But I loved it. I loved everything about it. Beforehand, Walter was actually in contention for other matches versus him and Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver around Mania time. And then I would say Roman Cesaro, and then there was another Roman, the triple threat. But it was beautiful. Go YouTube it. Anybody who's listening out there want to be like, why does this little nerd like wrestling? Watch that match, because I have a chub from that match. It was a fantastic match. It was everything I want to be. And now NXT is going to be destroyed because Vince McMahon is going over there. Oh, it was so good. Oh, it was so good. I loved it. And now we'll see what it leads us to. We're going to talk about Raw at the end because i feel it's right but we're going to go to AEW. new japan little shout out evil versus shingo tagagi evil loses uh shingo's doing his things was raised back we talked about that between g1 climax is coming up that's the round or the big tournaments whoever wins gets kind of like that major title shot at the end of it all it's always a fun interesting time they made the announcement who's gonna be in there no one really have a new big name, but we'll see where it kind of comes into. I, it's been a minute since I looked everything fully. I have to kind of make my predictions because, you know, this is what I live for. You guys know I live for it. I love me. Some of the wild predictions that I would make on Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, G1 Climax, King of Wrestling. Oh, here we go. Um, wait, we're going to have Tomohiro Ishii versus Shingo Tagagi. Sign me up. That's going to be fun. But it'll be interesting who they put over because I think they got to put over Great Okarn or they're going to put over – Another guy that's going to be there. I can do a Toru Yano, even though I love me some Yano for his comedy. I'm very interested. But that's what we'll keep to New Japan for the next couple of shows. You know why you're here. AEW, all out, pay-per-view, went down. A lot of matches. I watched, like, majority of them. I'll keep to that. AEW is the alternative. It's the competitor. People don't want to say it's a competitor, but I consider it a competitor. All things are competitors. The NFL's competition was the XFL and AAF. They just weren't good competitors. But AEW's building. You know, it's a lot of cast-offs from past wrestling in WWE. People who are in the indies, Ring of Honor, Young Books, Tony Khan, son of Shad Khan, the owner of Jacksonville Jaguars, has finance. It's on TNT. Now they have Rampage that's going on there. They have all these shows come into it. And now this was their probably their biggest pay-per-view they could do. And for the most part, it succeeded. It had some major debuts. It had some good matches. Miro versus Eddie Kingston. We know I love Eddie Kingston. I sent you guys the link when he goes, redeem redeem these nuts. And I need that on a shirt because I'm a child and it's hysterical. John Maxley versus Kojima. The forbidden door has been opened. They're wrestling. New Japan people versus AEW stuff. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. That was fine. Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks. We're going to talk about this. It was a tag team match in a steel cage that was a bloody spot fest and it was enjoyable. 
not my match of the year. Dave Meltzer gave it a 5.75. I gave it like a 4.25. That's right. We get true ratings out. It's fantastic. But it was still enjoyable at its best, coming into a cage, just guys doing free-for-all spots. Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot from WWE World, came back in to win a battle royale for a future title shot. Chris Jericho beat MJF. It's finally over. The damn feud is finally over. Praise the Lord. It has been like eight months. I, I couldn't deal with it anymore, man. It was so bad. CM Punk came back at his first wrestling match in seven years against Darby Allen. He wins. Some people complain that they're like, oh, it wasn't really a spot fest match. You have not seen a CM Punk match. Because when we say spot fest, we talk about these big sequences, like guys going through the table, going through a ladder, setting up the wild 450 splash on the outside. And then you have wrestling, technical moves, arm grabs, headlocks, strikings, things like that. Punk looked fine. Maybe there was some rust there, but I think he did well. Remember, he wants to just come back to wrestling to come back to wrestling. End of the day. He, he doesn't, I don't know if he cares about titles or stuff like that. The guy has had five major championships in WWE alone and then everything into the Indies. I think he just wants to enjoy it. And you know what? Good for him. And I'll watch it. He's better on the mic in my eyes and the full blown ring. Everybody has their preferences. But it's the man who showed up at the end of the night that I'm a big, you know, about. But uh, the Big Show came back, or he's not Big Show anymore, he's Paul White. He had a match on AEW's All Out against QT Marshall. That was a match. And then Kenny Omega defeated Christian Cage. That's right, that Christian Andrew from the old Edge and Christian stuff to retain his AEW championship. But in comes both Adam Cole, Bebe, who used to be on NXT, guys. And that's done. He ain't on WWE anymore, so we're not going to get some nice dream matches there. He went to go join his best friends, the Young Bucks, on AEW. That was kind of weird, seeing him on Dynamite. But good for him, because at the end of the day, what would Vince do with him? Vince would ruin him. We agree with that, right? It, it's indisputable. Vince wouldn't know what to do with the rumor mill was they wanted Cole to go up to be Keith Lee's manager. The guy's wrestled and feuded for a title, but you want to go up to be a manager under a new name? Vince just wants to own you. Vince knows wrestling. People forget that. You don't stay in this business for a long time, for 30-plus years, without a concept of wrestling. But Vince also knows business, so he doesn't want you to have your own name. He doesn't want you to have your likeness. He doesn't want you to have the trademark. He wants you to wrestle under his trademark, do his stories, do everything. So I And then he doesn't want you to even stream on your video games and do stuff like that. You don't get your own YouTube or Twitch or anything like that. You can't beat Chugs. Adam Cole, please follow us. I follow you on the Twitter. Charles is true. Dan Frijoles, FJOGR, Sports Goose. I love you. You're hysterical. I'll miss the party uh, going on with their Uno games on Up, Up, Down, Down, but good for you. So we went there, and I, I think that's compelling. But the biggest change is you know, Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. now Bryan Danielson, going back to his old Indies names, is on AEW. That was a hard adjustment, boys. It was a super hard adjustment for me to see him on Wednesdays when I'm like, oh, you should be on Fridays. But – Brian's at the end of his game, man. He oh, that's right. Uh, the Young Bucks put tax on the shoes and super kicked the Lucha Bros to create a really bloody event. That was kind of interesting. Maybe I'll send you guys the highlights of that match. But Brian Daniels is going there. He's going to be going against Kenny Omega. I'm interested to see what happens there. AEW is on the up and up, and we've been saying that for two years. I I have concerns. My concern is now that you've taken all this talent from WWE, and now you have the forbidden door that's open. It, it's kind of like charles with his meat at cafe minero you talked about it going into the cage but this is where it's more applicable because now we have all these wrestlers past present future am i gonna have my bacon wrapped chicken am i gonna have that sliver of delicious slice of meat in my mouth how are we doing this that's my question AW, because yes you have that one hour rampage but 
Are you going to add more titles? Is that even the answer? Are you going to have to release some people? The money's got to dry out at some point, right? No one's taking a pay cut here. And you're overpaying them for non-live tours either. You're only showing up for TV and maybe some live specials every now and then. I'm curious. And then we're going to switch back into WWE World. Mother Nature is healing, boys. The Earth is healing. In all this cold destruction that happens in this world, I live sometimes to see wrestlers, human beings, to go through the journey and make the success. And yes, wrestling is predetermined. But, you know, wrestling could be still predetermined and you still might not be the guy and gal to be the face of the business. Imagine that. That's terrible. That's a terrible thought for all of us. That, that's like finding out that your existence means nothing in life. Because we know wrestling is scripted. We don't say fake on the show. But we know the wins and losses might be predetermined. But you still might not be the guy or girl to ever win the Royal Rumble, the Money in the Bank, the main championships, the mid-card championships, or the lower championships. You just might be their job out to somebody. Your role is undetermined. And for a guy who was on the chopping block several years ago before he formed to a little trio called the New Day, to go be separated from his compadres on the SmackDown and to win Money in the Bank this past June, to last night cash in the Money in the Bank contract on Bobby Lashley and win the World Championship, the WWE Championship. Big E is now your WWE Champion, and I love it. This is a guy who y'all know I'm a fan of. Uh, you know, he's big, sweaty meat man, and I love me some big, sweaty meat man wrestling. Right? It, there's a harken back to the old days of wrestling that I like and the New Day present. No pun intended because this group is the New Day. But I've enjoyed them as a tag team. I've enjoyed as are. I was happy when Kofi won his championship. Kofi Mania, you guys know my craziness. You heard my spiels. I I was concerned whether or not Biggie was actually going to win. And I think the only concern I had is, is that if he was really going to cash in on Bobby Lashley, we know I love Bobby Lashley as a champion. He beat Truth. That was the happiest day, right? Well, technically the Miz didn't, and Bobby won it. And he preserved it as WrestleMania won. But I'm thinking it was time. Raw was lacking some faces. Um, the New Day was already on Raw. Big E was on SmackDown. I don't know what's going on with Roman, but Big E obviously wasn't the plan. So the draft is coming up next month. What's Vince going to do? He's going to put Big E on there. And it was very rewarding because it did what it was supposed to do. The money in the bank cash is not just to be a prop. It does three things, in my opinion. One, it makes you want to watch the pay-per-view because you want to see who the winner is. So check that list out. Two, it makes you want to watch the shows, whether it be Raw, SmackDown, or the pay-per-views after because you want to see if that's going to be cash in, whether if it's a week or five months down the line. And he had announced ahead of time that he was going to cash in on Bobby or Randy on Raw because there was a main event last night between Bobby Lashley and Randy Orton. So that's why I couldn't watch the overtime game, which I heard was really good. I was watching it, but I couldn't miss it because there's certain wrestlers, when you find out when the big titles, you don't want to find that out on Twitter. You don't want to find that out on the next day at the water cooler conversations because that's right. There's other people besides me who watch wrestling. It's, you know, it's real to us, damn it. You want to see it live. You want to get that emotion. You want to hear the crowd pop for the first time when the guy catches in and then pop even louder, scream at the high of their lungs when they get that one, two, three. So I had to do that. So that's the second thing that comes into it. And the third thing that I feel the Money in the Bank briefcase should do is elevate a wrestler 
who would never be in the main event scene to begin with with an easy access to a championship. It doesn't work when you gave it to a Braun Strowman, a Randy Orton, a John Cena. It worked to a degree with Daniel Bryan back in the day. But if you give those tie- those briefcases and that opportunity to cash in any time to a mid-card person, it makes the elevation easy. And there was like a... It should be like back. a... It's like a wild card, right? It's a... It, or it's it, like getting a blue shell in Mario Kart. Not even no? that, because okay. the blue shell doesn't help you win. I would say it's the draw for an Uno. Mm-hmm. Ah, Completely. okay, yeah. You yeah, get okay. to hit that person, and then you get to change the color. So that could change the game. Hell, you know what? It's the no Uno. Rarely called if you've played Uno. Rarely are we ever quick to that. But when you get it, you're good. You save the day. You bring yourself up to the next thing. You're like, ha, ha, ha. Either way, you see it. So all things were achieved. I watched Raw. Raw. I haven't watched Raw in a while, guys, because it was subpar of what Vince was doing. Couldn't deal with it. I it it gave the crowd the reason why to watch. I was happy when Biggie won. I was right too. So you know I love that shit. And then you felt really good because wrestling is about the connections. The same thing when I talked about Brody. You know, Brody Lee, former wrestler, dead, was one of Biggie's best friends. Biggie was there when Brody died at the hospital. So I felt a connection this deep, man, deep, where you talk about the individual journey. I watched Biggie's WWE documentary. I was watching some stuff with Biggie today where he says he wants the Goldberg match. I'll send you that link. It's hysterical. You know, he's basically, you know, chastising everybody saying, you want your five-star matches? Not me. You want to talk about work rate? Not me. I want meat slapping meat. Cracks me up. So it's interesting. It's fun. And what the one thing I'll give Vince with the two champions he's had for the WWE championship, Bobby Lashley and Biggie is that he's given it to people that I actually finally want to see hold a championship. Not the same old, same old man. Oh, oh, this guy's going to hold the belt again. No, man. I can't. Uh, Drew McIntyre, no mas. Bobby Lashley comes in. Man's an Adonis, but Biggie, he can look like he can beat you up too. Some people on the wrestling internet don't like him because they think he's too jokey and he's too much fun and he's just throwing pancakes at people but i like the idea that you can have somebody who can have a good time and then beat your ass at the same time you know go from uh you know from a comedy to a horror movie real quick right that's how the attention you should have for any champion because you know you have a lot of boxers and i'll, I'll transition to boxing where they were just straight killers like mike tyson you got your floyd mayweather who talked a lot of trash and never lost still put up a good battle despite what you say about his boxing skills of never getting hit and not doing the whole purpose of it is to win um so it was just a fun great moment to watch i was amped up on some energy because of that last night and hopefully vince holds his reign to mean something because yes championships are a prop um for some people matters other people don't but you you remember when they win it and you remember how they lose it so treat this one delicately vince don't have it be like kofi who had like a six-month eh reign only to lose to Brock Lesnar in nine seconds on SmackDown when he moved to Fox of the first career. That's all I got for you in the cage. I kept it 20 minutes. I'm proud. <laughs> wow. I was, I was very surprised you got us under the runtime. Wow, the runtime is a long, well, long time. I'll, I'll leave it we, at this. We, we have time. a new NXT champion because mm. the match was tonight, and that is... Who? who oh, wow, they gave it to Choppa? What? Wow. I was expecting Pete Dude, but good on Choppa. You see, you get live reactions here, kids. <laughs> okay. Well then. All right, guys. That uh, this one long, but.
but we're 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 done for this one. We're gonna have another one. I I was, I I kind of calculated it out. We'll probably do twelve episodes again, because that'll take us to around December, like the first week of December. And that's usually when we take our December break, right, for the holidays and for the New Year, and we come back to the New Year. So that's that's probably. I was thinking of doing like new graphics and stuff like that, but I'm like I'll probably do it for the next year, the next season, next year. That'll probably be. It. I mean, we we're we've used this one the entire year thus far so just maybe every calendar year i change it up you know maybe just for me to have some fun but regardless we had some fun overall it had been a while we all had some pent-up stuff that we wanted to talk about and we did and we're we're done so that's it for me i got nothing more to say have a take care bye-bye good night good morning good evening whatever night everyone take care